Hello, welcome to a very special episode of Waiting for Game. I'm your host, Gimme That Wheat. You might know me from uh ooh, um commentating Panda Cup events. Ooh, go <laughs> and uh oh god, MPGR. Jeez, maybe oh not the right time for this. Um, but uh yeah, I mean we've got a lot to talk about here. We've got some great guests. And uh, of course, before we can get to them, I have to get to one of the most knowledgeable men in Smash, Edwin Budding. Edwin, are you going to so- say hi or something? This is a uh, audio medium. <laughs> I have so many things that I want to talk about. I have so many thoughts that I need to share in the world, but I don't think the audience cares about any of that. I want to get into the two people who I trust more than anyone to explain just what is happening in the in the scene. Aiden Blur, I don't know who where to start from. I, let's. I'm gonna flip a coin in my head. Aiden. I need you to help me make sense of what is going on in the community right now. Is Melee dying? Are we going to still have tournaments? If I plug in a CRT and a GameCube, are the cops going to show up at my door? Is the FBI going to knock down? Aiden, help me. Help me understand. How many, how many cups of espresso did you have before this? <laughs> Dude, it's, it's East Coast time too. Damn. I'm scared. <laughs> He's going to be up all night. You're gonna, uh, if, if you're going to main stage this week, I'm going to be there also. I'm going to be at the same. I'm going to be at the same volume. I'll <laughs> be here. entering doubles with Bonfire. So nice. I'm entering with Chape. Nice. I didn't I even know Chape was going. You That's guys great. are getting these good teammates. I need to figure out how, what you guys' network I is think, like. I think you got uh, that. I don't think the Chape thing got through. You guys talked about it. That wasn't official. Whatever. Regardless. Aiden, how was Edwin Bulling pulling? Uh, Edwin Buddy pulling a Chape teammate. What is? What he, he started, I'm, not, I'm not bad. I'm not bad. Pay, he started to learn more? Spanish. Did you pay That's... him for this? <laughs> 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 pull that look, look, we can't get into it. I want to get into uh, <laughs> what the hell is happening right now. Um, and and Aiden, I want to hear your thoughts on Blur. Of course, I want to hear your thoughts. I know that you both were on record about this, but. Uh, yeah, it's just like this is a really weird situation and one that I think that a lot of people don't really know how to navigate. Uh, so before we get there, I mean, I'm sure that everyone who listens to the Melee Stats podcast knows what's going on. But uh, a couple of days ago, just yesterday, fuck, it feels so long ago, um, Smash World Tour released an announcement that said that they decided to cancel their not only their 2022 finals event, but all of their 2023 plans and you know, we will get into them canceling it, them being forced to cancel it, all that different type of stuff. But that's kind of the gist of it before we we actually get into more granular stuff. But yeah, Aiden, you uh, I, you had some thoughts. I don't know if that's going to make it onto YouTube or whatever, but you had some really cogent thoughts that you uh, just had about. It. But if yeah, do you want to like summarize some of your thoughts and we can get into it on a on a deeper level? Yeah, do you want like like kind of uh, Edwin's question of like where do we go from here? Is that yeah? Is that that's a good thought? question because there um, there's a lot of confusion in the scene, right? Yeah, so I think the big things are like this is the first time that a LAN tournament uh, or like the circuit in this case, but also individual tournaments like within it, uh, including the championship and a few LAN tournaments, uh, glitch and double down next year, uh, have been shut down or like at least. Uh, they received a message that strongly implied that they should shut down. So it put them in a really, uh, really weird spot, like uh, VGBC in the tour. 
uh, and force them to make that decision. And I think the big thing is like this has not happened since Evo 2013. There has not been a LAN event uh, where this sort of action has been taken, where somebody has had to shut down without some sort of like IP mod, like like Project M, for instance, right? Like we've seen a few messages of, in the past about like Project Plus being cut from some big tournaments um, because those tournaments needed a license uh, or not, maybe not even needed a license to operate necessarily, but just the fact that Project Plus was a part of those major Smash events, um, they had the threat of their broadcast being taken down, which for a major tournament that is selling like sponsorships on their broadcast is uh, pretty damning for the tournament. So you pretty much have to cave. But Evo was like the last time, like a LAN sort of like vanilla melee tournament, so to speak, um, was shut down. So it's been uh, nine years. And that's why this is like such a big deal, a little over nine years, is that uh, we? I don't think we really expect it to be back in this position again. Um, I also think that something super like the the big underlying thing here that maybe like people like don't highlight enough or that at least I want to highlight right now is the switch up in messaging described from like the Smash yeah. World Tour timeline. Yeah. Is the fact that people had individual people outside of Smash World Tour as well had individual relationships with, with Nintendo where they were seeking independent licenses and were also given soft permission to continue operating without one if that were the case or if it were delayed or like not working out. And then all of a sudden, the switch has just flipped. And it's like, actually, the thing we told you all year consistently uh, doesn't apply anymore. And you need the license, you need to work with Panda, and you need to work it out with them, um, which is is pretty damning because... Uh, as you could tell from the beginning of the year, like a lot of people didn't want to work with Panda to begin with. And I would argue that's because a lot of TOs realized that there were some inconsistencies in Panda's messaging uh, from, from Alan that made them not want to participate in it. I would also argue that the deal to participate in the circuit and like what was supposed to entice them into joining was also not very good, especially early on. Um, so combined in that state where like a bunch of people were saying no, um, and we also have this competing circuit it's like proven that TOs without this license, or at least outside of the Panda circuit, have plenty of opportunity to succeed and grow and operate their own things with soft permission from Nintendo to like continue. And all of a sudden, that has all changed in like the span of a couple days. So it really puts the landscape of the scene in the future into question. People don't really know what direction we're going to go in. I think the reality is like bar tournaments, locals, college stuff, really regionals are never going to flip the switch on getting shut down, in my mm -hmm. opinion. I don't think they even really enter the radar of like the Nintendo employees that would be willing to make that decision. They're just not big enough. The streams aren't big enough. They don't cause like enough of a hubbub. And I think like for that level of community event, I actually think nothing is probably going to change. But the big question right now is every major that isn't a part of the Panda circuit and every major that has operated without a Panda license it brings into question whether or not they'll be able to operate at all. Right now, it seems the Genesis is going to move forward. like, And it, there do, doesn't seem to be any problems, right? But also the messaging has been serious enough that VGBC has been willing to like cancel some pretty major, mm -hmm. major tournaments of their own. Mm -hmm. Not to mention the tour championships are enormous. At the tail end of a year where like the sunk cost of that circuit is already like done with, right? It's not like canceling like a year out before they started everything up and like no they they're like locked into that venue and that event and now it's being pulled pulled from them 
which is why it's so worrying because it could just it just means that it's like back on the table and it can happen to other people. And with people's, uh, I would say, aversion to working with Alan, at least among the TO community, it puts us in a hard spot where it's like, well, do I have to work with this guy that I absolutely do not want to work with for reasons to most of these TOs that I think were internally apparent for most of this year? Like this is not uh, that document that came out is not news to all of those people. It's it's something that I think is like understood by like a lot of people um, that are TOs. So um, it forces their hand. It's like, can I run tournaments at all? Do I have to eat the boot? Like, will me pushing back publicly now blacklist me from running anything? Period. Like uh, mm-hmm. on that circuit or not? There's a lot of questions that remain unanswered right now. That last part you you said. I mean. I don't want to jump to any conclusions. Well, that's that's a big thing, right? Is that we? Uh, it's really easy to jump to conclusions at a time like this. Uh, one of the hardest things to do is say that you don't know what's happening, right? Like it's and and the thing is that we know a lot of what's going on, um, especially people here, very knowledgeable on the scene, um, knew a lot of what was going on, but we don't know everything. And there's really important things, like especially when you talk about Panda, you talk about Alan's decision making to get here. We don't know what led to there, but but yeah, the actions that have created this. Um, are like pretty damning, right? Uh, yeah. And and you talk about being blacklisted. If Smash World Tour wasn't killed by this, it, or wasn't killed by not having a license, it's probably killed by this. I can't imagine that um, they would be able to consider running stuff in the future, considering they they did the whole Don Draper. Why I'm against tobacco. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's hard to look at from that. And Blur, I want your opinion on this because. We have this idea of whether or not it'll affect majors, uh, and, and obviously it does, but um, like, right, Genesis is running a major. Is that going to be affected? There's so many people who would be turned off by this idea completely, right? Why would you even decide to run a major if there's a 10% chance of Nintendo canceling it and you can't get anything back from it, right? Blur, what's the, like, what are the biggest uh, things facing majors right now, the biggest concerns? Oh man, so much. Uh, basically, my entire like last forty eight hours has been talking to tos. Uh, I, you know, no matter how much I try to kind of t- step away, and I've been trying to make myself an attendee and a commentator, and lessen these freaking roles, they claw me back in, right? And and these sort of situations are just so crazy. It's, it feels impossible not to be hyper engaged because we just all care about this game and this community so much. These are all of our best friends. Um, It'd be easier if we didn't care. Oh, care so For much. Sure. Literally, it, maybe more than my own life. I literally <laughs> care about this. I'm not even kidding, right? And um, so the there's a lot of concerns. Everyone's worried about their future. Um, so the main thing that we're trying to figure out is do we need licenses going forward? What's a good plan with that? Um, do the big events get licensed? Do they do it privately? As in, do they do it behind the scenes? Do they publicly tell people that they're getting licensed? Hmm. Well, how will the community deal with that? Uh, do they um, just go unlicensed, right? And and <laughs> fuck it, we ball, right? And we just like let it run. Um, and you know, what are the consequences? Or what are the chances of that? One of the big scary things about that is that Nintendo has shown a proclivity that once you're like kind of blacklisted, you're like done with for life um for being their partner long term so uh a scary thing for someone like gimmer is that he probably can't get a license for 2023 or 2024 or 2025 or pretty much lifetime because usually once you're on their bad side like you're just they remember it bro they remember like you they legitimately don't forget on that um 
So if it is a license-only world, we lose VGBC forever, and we don't really want to do that. Um, and, it's also and, and part of the reason, like why why I was like willing to do a stream like this evening is like I think yeah. I'm finally at a place where I pretty much like rely on Nintendo in my career in zero capacity. I don't have to yeah. worry about I don't have to worry about the ramifications of speaking up anymore. Um, because I think there are times in the past where I absolutely would have like loved to like provided insight on like a similar, maybe not as like grand scale of an issue, but similar issues in the past. Cause like a lot of the stuff like this has happened over the years, but my career was like too tied to the game and the community to like be able to like be comfortable speaking pretty freely like that. And like, uh, and that's why like, I think a lot of people like won't speak out is like people have to like hedge the idea that Nintendo is going to be deeply involved in the future of the scene. Mm -hmm. And if you vocally and publicly piss off like the bear, then you're probably in a situation where you're never going to be able to work with them again. Yeah. You know, it's funny you say that. I think people would be surprised like I worked at Twitch for five years and I literally had a podcast where I talked about the inner workings of the scene, like to insane detail. I think I was pretty transparent the entire time. And uh, I was like the number one contact they had. And they, I never got in trouble for it. I think they're not, maybe they're not plugged in. I don't know. But I also never really, um, I don't know if, I don't know if I, I like stuff like this necessarily happened during that time uh, where I have to spit out some fuck Nintendo bars uh, in the same <laughs> way. So, so uh, I see what you're saying, but I also think that transparency is so important that sometimes people let, um, you know, they kind of let, let themselves be silenced on their own. And I don't, I don't think that's necessary in most cases, right? Um, regardless of that, I think that, you know, we're, we're all trying to figure it out, trying to figure out what the, what the world of licensed, unlicensed, you know, what, what, where we actually stand. And unfortunately, we're dealing with a party who literally doesn't respond to you for weeks, months at a time sometimes. So we don't really have great answers and we're trying to plan a next year which just got devastated because we lost two tours at the same day, in the same day, at the same time. So it's like, how do we plan that uh, while not knowing, you know, structurally how our business relationships are going to work um, and if, you know, if we're going to get, you know, if they're going to come after us, all that. Very difficult to make planning in that, in that context. Um, then there's like, of course, Genesis coming up. Right, like Genesis, literally our biggest event of the year, would have to make that call, right? Mm -hmm. Like, do they go licensed or not? And so far, they've not been on Nintendo's bad side. They're like one of our only events that haven't been. You know, Riptide recently got a notice. Big House has already got a notice. You know, Evo's just done with Smash now. Like, they're gone forever, right? Like that yeah. was the thing we had back in the day. Yeah, and Smash. I mean, after after this particular instance, you have to wonder where SmashCon stands, right? There isn't like oh, an yeah, explicit no, statement about uh, yet about it yet. But that's like SmashCon and Genesis are our two biggest tournaments, and one yeah. of them is well, uh, one of them is like now pretty likely to like not happen next year. I would say. Yeah. So like, there's it's, it's SmashCon, Apex, Double Down, Pound, right? Plus SFG finals, I guess, right? And I guess the glitches and the smaller stuff. But like, that's mm. a lot to just that's be like put on. That's like four potential month defining like events. Right, right. So it's like, who at this point is left who is even on, who hasn't had a kerfuffle with Nintendo, right? Like, that's big, big, which is like Genesis and maybe Gommel, I guess, right? Battle of BC hasn't had like a major scuffle yet. <laughs> They're still pretty new though, you know? Like, so, so basically, like that makes the licensed future really hard and untenable where it's like, well, the guy, a lot of the guys we want to bring along in the coming years 
will never get a license. And we kind of already know that, right? So it's very hard for me to see how that license feature really does work. Um, maybe some events can get the license, but if they're going to shut down the ones that aren't licensed, then I like we're just going to have too big of a hole in our ecosystem to really work. Um, there's the unlicensed future, which is we just kind of run it. But then the TOs, of course, are worried about losing uh, their livelihoods. Um, you know, events nowadays are like minimum 200K, usually like upwards of 400, 500K sometimes in terms of budget. So like you're going to lose a lot of money if it gets canceled. Now, there is a genius plan that Bobby Scar uh, posited <laughs> that I really liked. It doesn't really solve every issue, but it's funny. And I like it for that reason almost alone, uh, which is you don't refund everyone. You don't cancel the event. You still run the event. You just canceled them, Smash Brothers. Uh, you don't have Smash on stream. You turn it into a protest, and we all kind of hang out. Like we have a a backup plan, uh, which is basically like we roll out the board games, we roll out uh, the arcade games. We all get wasted, the ones who are above age and above legal <laughs> drinking age, in a very good and professional and and, and safe manner. Um, and we just we make it a party for a weekend, right? We don't like turn our flights around and we have fun uh if we happen to play video games in some capacity we do so but you know definitely not an official tournament that's that's for sure um and we just we make a broadcast that's kind of fun and lighthearted and and definitely a protest for sure and we we, we just do uh f nintendo vibes for for like 40 straight hours um i actually don't think that's that terrible of an idea it saves a lot of the cost that you would lose when getting a tournament canceled. Um, you know, like the venue fees for a lot of these events still account for like 250K of your total. Um, you would lose sponsorship revenue, which can mm-hmm. be, you know, like it's still not that much money. Like you you would, you would definitely, the sponsors would be mad and that's not good, right? Um, but most events don't make more than 30, 50K in sponsorships. The best case, literally the best events that anyone's ever done is 200K that I know of, like for a single off one event, um, and how well they do. And it's usually not above 100, realistically. So, like, we're talking, of course, bad money to lose. Um, uh, but yeah. I don't think you lose all of it. And uh, theoretically, if we scale ourselves properly, you could you could do that. So that seems to be, like, an idea that everyone's like, eh, maybe that's, maybe that's decent. I don't know. In the end, it's kind of a fun one for us to talk about. But I also know that people actually running these events, and other than LUD, I don't know anyone who's really that willing to go unlicensed right now. Shouts to luck. Like everyone else I talk to is like, yeah, I don't know, man. Seems like uh, that's my ass. And uh, they might they might mm-hmm. be um, not so into it. So, uh, again, fun, fun thought. I, I don't know if we can actually get people to do it. Yeah, the, the feasibility of it's a thing. And then you have to think about the ramifications I could have in the future. Like is, is a whatever – Jack Link's beef jerky willing to sponsor your next year's event when they're like last year you just got drunk on stream and uh, wrapped like that that's all you did uh, so there's definitely some questions about the future but I, I do you know I, I love that uh, Bobby Scar had some positive ideas because it's very easy right now to be a big doomer um, but we've been such a resilient scene that like it it's crazy to act like this is the one that that knocks us off completely. So I do love the resilient, uh, helpful ideas. Edwin, Edwin Budding, what do you think? Yeah. So I, I think it's just kind of work, worth uh, 
sort of like ex explaining this a little more overtly because I, I get a, I get a sense that all of us kind of understand what goes into this when we talk about things like licensing and we talk think about things like streaming events. So I think it might be a blur just for, for anyone who's listening and is not able to like kind of follow how we're talking about these things and taking a lot of things that like with an assumption. Um, I think it might be worth explaining uh, just like why things like you know outside of implicitly why turn like the fact that tournaments have streams like why it's important for events as a revenue source so if you could just like explain that why are streams an important revenue source yeah um, just to anyone so, who's not so, like so the main familiar. thing is like the stream is the number one deliverable that sponsors care about right like ultimately the eyeballs are what they're paying for so having a stream is really important um a stream can be shut down through a dmca which is what nintendo would invoke in order to shut it down but make no mistake they can shut down the whole event as well with a cnd um now if you turn your event into not a smash brothers event you can still run your event but that's a different story right um and so the, the, the streams are really important because there's broadcast right sales which means whatever money bts vgbc or whoever pay you to run the the, the stream on their channel um and there's also the sponsorship revenue and ad revenue that you might be able to get on the side. So that revenue is legitimate. Um, it's not the majority of our revenue. The majority of our revenue is, and it will probably always be venue fees. So it's the ticket sales on the, at the door, um, but it's still a large part. And for some events, it's like all of it. So like the summits of the world can't get DMCA'd, right? Cause like the, the stream is like everything, right? Um, they get obviously the crowdfunding from the voting process, but ultimately their sponsors and their, their, their Twitch revenue is like why they're running the thing in the first place. Right. So, um, it's not like just losing our streams is very tenable at all. And, and, and realistically on a community growth perspective, like we just don't stream events and we go back to cave days, right? Like we go back to like, Oh nine. And, and I don't want to do that personally. Uh, maybe it's a last resort, but if we can, I'd like to avoid it. You guys want to talk about Panda for a bit? Because I think that Panda is this very, uh, very big key to what's happening here. Very big piece of the puzzle uh, and one that we we've gone kind of uh, we've kind of mentioned obtusely, but maybe it's best to just get into it. So, yeah, I mean, uh, hey, I have an NDA with Panda, uh, so my good friends will probably talk more than I will. But but um, what I can say is that Panda was talked about in this Smash World Tour medium post Um pretty obliquely like pretty just like straight out um pointing fingers to specifically the ceo uh, allegedly i guess i can throw in there um but yeah there's uh, i mean this these talks were corroborated by other tos from different organizations it's it's pretty much something that we're kind of assuming uh is true whether or not it's for malicious purposes or just kind of um <laughs> someone who believed that they could do the best for the scene and, and happened to uh, awake the sleeping beast you know hard to put pandora back in the box really easy to, to open that box but really hard to put it back in um but yeah i mean like panda is an institution that's been around for years we we saw them sponsor zane uh they still are the sponsors of plop and amsa uh they they literally it's what our rankings are called which uh by the way the melee stats and MYOM, who knows what will happen there? Uh, eyes emoji. Um, what do you mean who knows what will happen there? You guys have to do it. You know that, right? 
Eyes emoji. No, 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 no. Don't you eyes emoji this. You, literally, it has to be done. Just get it we'll done. Be, we'll do it. We're, I'm we're, not asking we, nice. We'll, 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 anyway, we'll, figure, we'll figure something out, Blair. So <laughs> no, 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 no. Edwin, Edwin. You, you have to do it. I got this under control. Edwin, I'll do you one better. As the leader of Melee You guys can handle the rankings, for God's sake. I'll do you one better. We're not even going to figure out. We're just going to do it. Just We're going to have a top 100 it. this just, year. Just do it. Who knows what the MPG, MPGR might still exist. Who knows? Maybe my number one will be uh, Two Saint. My number two will be Aklo. My number three will be uh, Amsa. <laughs> Coming in at four is Axe again. You got to do uh, it. Who knows what the, the MPGR will be, but there will be a top 100 done by people who have uh, done ballots for top 100, who have worked on the top 100. Um, I, I promise you that. I promise you that these things continue. Uh, and that there's been so much in the works these past couple of days to continue what has been happening. But but yeah, to get back to Panda, they are this organization that's been pretty big, pretty you know well invested in the Smash scene. And uh, Blur, you talk about it like it's a foregone conclusion. You said that the, we already have another uh, finale or whole circuit next year that's done. We talk about Panda as if they're they're completely dead. You know what's the <sighs> What, what do we think the future for that is? Edwin, do you have any beef you're willing to, to air out? Some Any tea you're willing to spill? About now, now's the time that if you have any panda tea. <sighs> okay, so I will go on the record and say that I have a lot of friends that worked for Panda. I'm not yes, Panda is a large organization. Yeah. Uh, and and for, for all that we know, very, very, very few people knew what was going on. Possibly yeah. just Alan. Um, yeah. So, so, I'm, so I'm do just not incriminate people who work for Panda or PG Stats. Yeah, I have no problem with you know practical tasks. I don't have any problem with with Walt. I don't have a problem with with Tish. A lot of the kind of day to day people there that are that are putting out content and more sort of like on the community facing side of things, like to for the you know in the media sphere and everything. I do not, based on what I know and just like my personal relationships with them, uh, they are good people. And like, I don't, and I, I think it's unfortunate that they're affiliated with Panda at this moment, but I do think that they, they were contributing to something that they thought had, you know, the community and their own values in mind. And that mm-hmm. obviously turned out not to be the case. I, um, I, w- I will say like, they, they seem like good people. They seem at, as shocked as anyone else. However, um, I do have to be honest, and, and I want to be transparent as someone that has worked with Panda Global, not just for the summer PGR, but even obviously for the Melee Stats top 100 all-time ranking. Um, I, I will say that working with the the day-to-day employees there, was, was I, I had a professional and good experience. But I will say that when I read some of these stories about um, what it was like for other entities in the scene, like Beyond the Summit and uh, Golden Guardians, to interact with Alan, the you know Panda CEO. I will be honest. Um, I a lot of their um, problems with working with him, as far as just like how they were portrayed in the document. Um, I will say that it resonated with my experience having pitched him this project on the all-time top hundred. And um, this is not something that I like particularly want to be super like you know, loud about, I'm not, I'm not going to like make a big threat about it, but you know, we, we have listeners to the show and I think that it's important. It's important to kind of contextualize this kind of thing because it, it comes up when, when you have a, when you have a group in the scene and you have someone leading that group that's claiming to represent the scene in its best interest at hand. So, you know, just to kind of give context to, 
you know, what it was like with working with Alan, one of the one of the first roadblocks that we had when it came to pitching the project and trying to get the partnership to work well was the fact that, you know, Alan was this this was someone who was very adamant initially on in the inclusion of um, of band players in the scene. Right. A band player in the scene's history. Um, he was very uh he just did not agree with, you know, our decision to exclude band players from the from the top 100 all times list. And, uh, you know, it was especially surprising to me com coming uh, at the time of, you know, just like it was it was a year after all the, you know, smash out its Me Too moment and everything. Mm -hmm. And uh, just just kind of like briefly um, summarize that. And that was a that was a real problem that I had in, in one of the one of the pitch meetings with Panda Global. That was a that was kind of a difficult uh, bridge to cross. Now, I will say that if if I'm going to point this out there, I do want to give credit to people who are there in the room that were, you know, that understood where, you know, Melee Stats is coming from and were willing to vouch for us to, to Alan. I want to give credit to PTAS. I want to give credit to Tish. And uh, I want to give credit to all my friends at, at Panda who, you know, I was telling about the project at the time and telling them that I really want this to work, who, you know, vouched for us. So this is not me coming out vindictively because something didn't work out well. It's not me like looking for clout or like looking for sympathy. I'm really just kind of sharing what it was like to work with this other figure representing this organization at the highest level. Um, the struggles that just, came with just it. Just curious, in the end, they they weren't included, right? No, they were not. Okay. I don't think yeah. we would have done the project if no. we were forced to yeah. include them. No, I made it, I made it very clear that we would walk away. Yeah, you guys know something wild I learned recently? Uh, he was the head CEO of MG Sandstorm for Ultimate. You guys know that? Uh, Smash Four. Uh, yeah. I I just found out. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. you ran like a Smash Four doubles tournament there, right? They okay. Did you? This is this is. Do you guys remember you guys the team remember that the comp? Yeah, the controversy about that. That. There was M2K and Zero. They they the TOs gave them a team name that they didn't ask for, and they 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 named the the, the team "Don't Hate Us Because We're Autistic." Yeah, I will. Uh, okay, so <laughs> as a, M2K and Zero did not dark, name themselves that. Darkly he actually named them that. It, it is. There was an apology which basically said, he apologized. Oh, I didn't think that was public. This is, this is one of those things that were like, wait, wait, that was just for me and the other TOs. That wasn't a public. That was yeah. just, that was I, just I, for I, me and the boys. Yeah. I, I, I do want to say that that can't, was can't uh, the boys have a joke. Can't the boys joke anymore. Yeah. That, that was just, eight I'm years ago. Saying, so I'm, like, I'm trying. I'm, I like, I don't want it. Like, like it is, it is like bad. I, I don't want to, I don't want Like it is very, very awful. I'm just like, you know, like, I don't, I don't know how that like kind of fits with but it but i i am uh i'm glad that we brought it up that it was a thing that happened look so i i think he, it's he, he apologized and look we're bringing yes. up the petty sh the, the small this is yeah, from eight like years ago not... a lot of this stuff is small like i i don't want to like ultimately it's not like i, I don't go i don't really care if he's a good yeah. person or not That's it's not it's really relevant well, to contextualize and, that this is not a extremely surprising thing for people who have worked with him that that there is a uh level of control that he might want to dictate that is not like necessarily aligned with the community's position uh yeah that bj sam serves stuff i don't know i'm not gonna really yeah, particularly I, touch that I, that just I, seems I, dumb 
but I like, don't like character assassination. It's not really what I what, what I think this is, is important at this point. Wait, didn't you bring up the, the MVG Sandstorm? Of course I did. It's a funny. I brought up because <laughs> that's funny. That's okay. funny. Yeah, right? I mean, I, I'm here I think bringing what, up like what Edwin is saying is is contextualizing what it's like to work setting. with him and how yeah. this is not like a shocking. Like, ultimately, uh, he's you know has some unprofessional it tendencies. Did feel like a cheap and, shot. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I I think more more what I think about this is Same. like Nintendo Nintendo as an or, or not Nintendo fucking Panda as an org. Um, I think you can't like you have to be a real psychopath to like make a community focused organization that you operate for years before you like activate your nefarious plot to take over <laughs> yeah. the smash scene. Like, it I, is I like don't, a Pixar I don't think type it's thing. like that. I, I, the way I described it on my stream is like based off of, cause I, I remember when a lot of people were talking to Alan, like a lot of TOs were talking to Alan around like, uh, I want to say like November, December of like the end of last year. And the takeaway from a lot of people's conversations was like, they aren't ready for this. Like they aren't equipped to like do what is being asked. And it seems like there's like a lack of like resources and like plans for like what is ahead of them. Um, and with, with that, uh, like with that in mind, I think, I think Alan was probably, this is like a project that was like being spoken about for years. Like apparently there's like, this is ongoing since like 2018, 2019, uh, this wasn't something that like popped up in the span of like a few months, right? And my impression is that Nintendo probably finally came to Alan at the end of 2021 and was like, hey, we're ready, run this shit in 2022, which is a monumental task to turn that around in like just a few months to have like a fully built out circuit operating in in like the following year which was only basically like a month or two away at the time and yeah. i think alan was in a situation where he was probably like handed the fucking golden key to like do it all and was like i need to make this happen by basically any means necessary and took the route of like kind of kind of lying and stretching truths and like telling people things that weren't necessarily true vouching for nintendo in spots where they didn't even know that he was saying those things and mm -hmm. like where Nintendo actually had completely different perspectives. Like he was doing all these things to try and convince people to join his circuit. So he could get all the all together and execute it, which in my mind is like, it's understandable. Like if you have this goal and like this idea that the scene needs to be moved forward through a licensed circuit that you've been the opportunity to finally do, like I see why he like probably took this path in order to get there. But the idea, like I, I think the thing that gets thrown around a lot is like everybody is like, how did he not think this was like going to get out? Like, how did he, does he think like these TOs don't talk to each other? Does he think like nobody communicates and like, passes on information and like make sure things like all line up and like feel good. I that's like the surprising part to me because I can't think of a single thing in Smash that has any sort of longevity that like started with anything but transparency. Mm -hmm. And uh I mean he's just never organized in Smash at a high level. 
until now, right? And so yeah, I mean that's tough. the incredible thing. Like I he uh, as far as like if you ask most people in 2019 or like 2018 what they what they knew about Panda, what would have been right? Like they sponsor players, they they uh, yeah. they have the rankings. They're like a media organization that that sponsors like FGC people, right? It's like within uh, within the span of what two or three years, it's like these guys want to run an officially like licensed circuit. It's like what what's their uh, What's their background here? Sure. Like, is the, is like what? How? Like, they're yeah. not going to start with like a smaller I mean, event. It was clear. Something. It was clear from the initial conversations. Like, they didn't have a TO hired yet. They didn't have the events planned out. It's like they had not, never run anything major of this scale before. Like, ignore all the stuff in the statement. People were skeptical from the get go, if not oh, yeah. a little hopeful. But people were certainly skeptical that I know that like spoke to Alan, including myself, who is like, I wanted to get mildly excited that it seemed like there was this door into like Nintendo's room and we have this like circuit. But at the same time, I was like, it's a little weird that like none of this is planned yet. Do you remember the giant period of time at the beginning of this year where everybody on like Reddit and Twitter, it, it hit like March, April and everybody was like, we thought so it was, it was canceled. Like, so it's like Panda still happening. Yeah, I think people it took until like late May to get yeah. a, to like actually the get more details from the public. From the public perspective, like people yes. didn't even know if it was still going to happen anymore, and that was because yeah. when they announced it, I think they announced because Nintendo was like, "Yep, we're good. Let's roll. Let's do this." Mm -hmm. And Panda can't say no in that spot, right? Because they've waited years for this to happen. So it's like Alan has to say yes, announce it get it out there, and now he has the monumental task of piecing it all together. And his back is probably against the wall, and like not to like defend him too much, right? Because I don't agree with like you know what he did to get there, and I think there was certainly a more transparent approach that he could have taken that would have been more successful at the end of the day. And also, I kind of believe the fact that maybe he didn't know he yeah. didn't like that they, they were going to get explicitly shut down on this like Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Right. But all that doesn't absolve all the actions and context and communication that has led to smash world tour making this decision to shut down. And, uh, and if I, he I, had I, been like, if he had been forthright with everybody along the whole way, instead of one-on-one -on -one calls that are NDA to maybe group calls with TOs where it's like input, like, how do we work this out? What do I need to do for you guys? How do we like compromise with Nintendo, get this all figured out? That would have been a much better approach, like in hindsight, than like whatever has happened, you know, over the course of this year. Yeah. And, and you bring up a good point. It's like, okay, we're not defending him, but in general, first of all, the character assassination stuff is petty, but he's also been in the scene for a long time. And we saw he like, he, he grew Panda from what it is. And it was a That's very good you don't, part you don't of our scene. You don't fake you don't fake loving fighting games and no. running a fighting game primary organization for fifteen years. That's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. You don't but you don't start as a brawl player if you don't uh yeah, well, actually look the game. for a long time. And and the truth of the matter is I I've I've said it before, I truly believe he did what he thought was best for the community. He's just he was very misguided and very naive yeah. in that in that process. And he didn't yeah. listen to other people um when building it, right? Like a lot of people, you know, gave him advice. And I he, think he simply didn't listen. If anything, if anything, what I could say I'm miffed by is like across all these conversations that he had with people, um, I think there there comes across this like weird air of of arrogance that he could do it better than everybody. He somehow had the knowledge and the position and the tools to do a better job than anyone, which is just weird because I feel like 
How can you blame him for that when I feel like I have that same arrogance? Yeah, well, that's hold on. We're not. This isn't. If you want to get into the blur shakedown, I will do that. But this is a whole. That's gonna be a long episode. Yeah, that's a whole different episode. We can do the blur episode next week because we will get sidetracked. Calm yourself, Aiden. We're good, you and me. It's I I've anyway. Anyway, the the point the point I'm trying to make is like it was really weird to from my perspective, like I don't know Alan's like everyday life. I don't know all of his like professional background, right? But to me, it's like he hasn't worked in esports, like really. He hasn't worked in traditional esports. He also wasn't a TO of like a major tournament, but he's like posturing to like be the guy who like understands all of these pieces better than anyone to be able to put it all together. Whereas like, I think when you're in that situation, a really strong character trait is being humble enough to let the people who actually do the work and like live through the experiences of like, like making the majors or, or, or working in like mainstream esports to tell you what would be best. And then your, your job as a leader is to listen to those people, take their feedback into account and then take actions based on what they tell you. Like that is like what a strong like leader does in my mind. And I think like that, like even a part of my own personal growth, I think of like a really big weakness that I had as a younger TO is like, I did have a huge ego. I think a big part of the, over the last few years is like letting go of the idea that I, I am like super good at everything I do. And like, I know everything, like really understanding that, like, I actually don't know that much and I need to ask questions and like, let people tell me how it is and then do what they say. And I am the, I'm the piece at the middle that has all these inputs. Who's able to make like the, the decision with all those factors around me. But I feel like he isolated all those people and kind of like talked down to them and then made the decision on his own. And now it's Mm -hmm. kind of biting him. I just, you know, like it's so uh, obviously I, I don't know everything that happened behind the scene as far as his relationships with other event organizers go. But, you know, a small part of me and maybe this is wrong. Maybe I'm overestimating the, the difficulty of this. A small part of me thinks it would have been so easy to buy everyone's loyalty. It, <laughs> it, it really feels like with the with the resources he had available to him, like the Nintendo backing. Mm communicating the kind of, you know, the end product, his vision for the scene. That's I feel like, like it could it could have been so I, I, Here's easy. Okay, so there's yes and no. So, like, first of all, I, I obviously think that, like, Smash is pretty cheap to to, to overall mm-hmm. come in and be the, the, the number one on and get market share and stuff. But, like, I do think the job that he had, which was to quickly stand up a league, get all the TOs on board while making the TOs like him, <laughs> <laughs> while you know like uh, and making nintendo happy is a very difficult job this is where it's very- nintendo's fault in my mind where they were like let's back sure. a circuit without actually any resources and i think they left a lot of the spending and money part of it to convince people to panda who doesn't necessarily have like that much money to throw around on their own but nintendo definitely does but has a like a fucked up structure internally to be able to improve anything like that and if they wanted to take this seriously they would have walked in with the cash up front necessary to convince these people right away because the problem was they came in with deals for tos too late were like yeah. give up all your sponsorship rights give up all your sponsors even though your event may be a month or two away and like let us handle all that but they didn't have any sponsors yet they were giving money for broadcast they were paying for production were paying for casters but they were like picking those staff members and stuff. Um, 
And and then, uh, but so it's like give up a major revenue stream so we can cover a thing that you've already allotted budget for. So you're ultimately like losing out, right? And you can't be a part of the Smash World Tour and you have to be on our stream. So it's like a weird, it's just a losing deal at that stage in the timeline. Whereas like by this point in the Panda Circuit, right? They might've gotten a lot of money. I don't know what the dollar value is on these deals that they brought in, like the Panda Express one. And then they brought in another deal. But say those are milk? six figure deals, right? Milk. Milk is a like cutie, cutie my uh, uh, former roommate uh, had a sponsor with them. I know they pay a lot. Like they might've gotten a lot of money from that. But the problem is that's coming at the tail end of the year where that money can't be used to like influence or convince people anymore. I actually think if Alan came to the table yeah. at the beginning of the year, I, mm-hmm. I I think there's actually no shot people would have said no. If he came up, he's like, yeah, we need your, we need your broadcast, but you also get 50 to 100K flat for your major event. It's like, dude, most people aren't saying no anymore. Oh, 50 the to 100, mo- they wouldn't dude, say no. Yeah, the they fucking, wouldn't say no because to the fucking money talks. Like, it, it, and, but yeah. they had no money. It was get into our get into this deal that is losing for you because we are licensed. That was mm-hmm. like the offer. And I, I mean, don't. And, and, there's no and, value. And more, add, and more right? context, like they were an order of magnitude off. Like some TOs got like five K deals. So like it's not really like even well, in the ballpark of I where think, you would need to the, be the, to really have took people the sums, on the like i'm not gonna put down the offer to pay for production stuff like if they all yeah. in pay for production and casters that's a huge chunk of change and i'm that's gonna acknowledge a lot. that that's a lot but I think for anybody who had already sold sponsors on their event and had already has their event like planned to be executed within the scope of like, you know, one to six months, it's like that yeah. doesn't make any sense because you've already like budgeted and planned everything out. It, sure, and Nintendo, big Nintendo, Nintendo could have bought everybody out, Edwin, is what I'm trying to say. Is like yeah. that's what makes me so mad. Yeah, that's a- is this if this company had taken this opportunity seriously and thought about it for just just a few minutes. And been like, yeah, I think if we give them money, they'll do it. But they didn't really do that. It was like this roundabout way of offering it through Panda that put people in a position where they said no. Um, one, because I think a lot of TOs didn't trust Alan because of like the, you know, the the miscommunications or like mm-hmm. maybe the outright lies. And also because the deal that was initially on the table for them was like pretty bad. Um, well, this is what I think. This is what I was trying to get at. Let me. I want to go through the the budgetary. Let, yeah, you got to let really the blur speak. No, no, this no, is, this yeah, is important. What he's talking about because we're talking about the finals was in the Novo Theater, LA Convention Center, free entry, right? Mm-hmm. And so he clearly put his 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 money near the end for for that part, right? Sure. And I I actually do know the sales numbers. I don't think I should say them out um, because maybe it would narc someone who 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 the people who told me. No, and I'm not just trying to do that. Um, but he did sell a lot. He sold a, a whole hell of a lot, right? And one of the big criticisms I had about the structure of what he was building, it's also actually coincidentally a, structure, uh, a structural problem with SWT, but that's not here there, or there, is that it wasn't done in a rev share way, right? Yeah. So you sell against people's brands, which is their tournaments, like let's say a big house, which is literally the most important, pretty much the only event on this freaking thing, Right. Um, I, I think they also had like CEO and do they have Gommel? I don't remember. Gommel's um, on there. Yeah. Yeah. So, so those, those are, those are decent too, but whatever. Mostly it was big house um, and, and Gommel on the side and you're selling against that stuff and they get mostly a flat fee with plus some production support. Right. Um, and that's okay. 
But when you don't have the rev split, that means the TOs don't have visibility in how much you're actually selling. So for all they know, you're making out with Buku bugs. You're coming out with millions and against their own brands. And they're not getting a slice of that pie, which makes it really hard. All you have to do to structure it properly, be like, look, guys, we're for a Nintendo circuit. We're not going to be able to do sales while year one. But if we do, you're going to get the rev share at the end of the year, right? Where once we, we get done with sales, instead of coming up with an upfront fee, but because he wanted to do an upfront fee, which would save him money because then he'd get the margin on whatever the difference in sales is, right? He ends up making it so that the TOs get a really bad deal. You simply just do a rev share deal, make it better for the TOs, and you actually secure the TOs that you really need long term. And then once your sales get bigger, you can change your agreements with TOs and make it more favorable for the league, right? So like that is that that that's obvious. I don't want to minimize though just how hard it is to get all the TOs on the same page, and that part w was genuinely difficult for him. So I understand why he was scrambling and trying mm -hmm. clearly desperation tactics to get people on there. He did. He's gonna. He's about to lose a lot of money. But um, in, in terms of this panda final, about to lose an insane amount of money. Um, and I think it's a shame that the TOs whose brands were basically sold against to make that happen are going to have all the money that their brands basically raised go to an empty L.A. Convention Center weekend, right? That's 64,000 square feet. Right? Yeah. Big yeah. paying for that, basically. Gommel's paying for that. Like, that's really I what's happening here. I think if the money, like, I, on obviously this is more challenging than just like saying it but if the money is there it's like not as difficult to convince people to be on the same page as i think you make it out to be i think in my opinion from the way you talk about it i think you really call back upon the the blurkit days yep where you had nothing to offer anybody if i'm being honest and it was like a, it was all a bet and i i acknowledge that that also has to do with like time frame and like constraints and things like that but it's like it hard to get people it's kind we didn't know what we were doing it's hard to get people to cooperate when there's really nothing on the table but what angers me about this and like what is so shitty about shutting like smash world tour down and like also like trying to jeopardize or like interfere with stuff like the papa john's deal or potentially stopping future future deals like that is finally the money is there like there yeah. are pathways for the money to exist. And instead of like out competing these people and like offering better deals, um, Nintendo is like, actually you either need to like move through our very inefficient, long-winded process that doesn't actually work most of the time or sign on to this other circuit or, uh, or potentially get shut down. Like there, there's just this like hilarious, like viewpoint that Nintendo seems to have by their collective decision-making where like we finally kind of made it on our own in a way where we have like the resources as an independent community to like create the dream circuit potentially. And they won. They don't want to be a part of that. They're backing a horse that is like less efficient and doing a worse job. And I would say that fact is internally acknowledged by Nintendo employees, by the way. And that's, and the fact that that is the case that's what makes me think that this final decision to shut these boys down came from higher up because I know that there's people at Nintendo who think Alan was doing a fucking bad job. And I, and I, 
And that's what missed me so hard. It's like we are do our community competitors were doing a better job. And instead of sticking with it and competing and trying to figure out a way to navigate it next year, it's like, fuck you. We're taking you out back well, and we're putting you on your knees. Well, I mean, just, like, just by pure numbers, like if you just looked at every Panda Cup qualifying event other than Big House and Gommel. Other than Big were, House, other than which, which were not big because of Panda Cup. They've been big for a decade. Mm-hmm. Um, like the boost that like Panda Cup gave to like a CEO or uh, what was that local? Lost in, Tech in City. SoCal. I mean, even and Lost that, Tech oh, City. That's a three day for 139 entrance or whatever. Yeah, like it didn't actually move the needle on any of those events, and they certainly didn't become major to super majors. So it's like and and blur the LCQ. Hey, blur. Tell me about the LCQ. To be fair, people signed up. First two saving Mr. Lombardi's. Go look at who attended those. I'm just saying those weren't SoCal locals. Okay, sure. And I'm not. I mean, shout out to those TOs. I'm not saying anything bad on them. It's just more like I'm saying. The Panda Cup bump was not crazy. In fact, it was non-existent. Um, and like people didn't care about the thing he built. And the sales, like we're talking about, even though he had a special Nintendo backing, which genuinely does make sales easier, um, that part he, is not not incorrect. Uh, Papa John's is a bigger deal than all of his sponsors combined, right? And didn't, <laughs> so, and didn't have Nintendo behind it. And even and did, I- with, without Nintendo. And, and, and then pricing, if we're talking about pricing, we're looking at another metric. Smash World Tour had a bigger prize pool. Yeah. Right. So, like, in almost every category, this thing was getting its ass beat in the streets, right? And so it's like Nintendo picked this horse, and that makes it even harder. Where we're like, hey, if this is really the thing that you want, why is it like the worst one, right? Like, yeah. and that and that part's bummer. And the real truth is because it's the only one that really wants to work with them, right? And mm-hmm. and that's hard for us to reconcile with because we're like, but it's such a bad deal for us right it's such a bad deal for us as a community it's simply the worst product of the three i think um, ken yeah. ken is kind of like spitballed the the best version of the circuit in the past and, and chen, it's like hop it. ken ken chan hop it uh has has the right idea whereas like the the biggest totem pole like to's basically have a co-op there's a third party like commissioner who's the head of all of it who doesn't have stake in any of these organizations that the co-op agrees is like the leader to make these decisions, and not then blur, right? you, and then you leverage not probably not blur. They but you, but you, they don't vote for me. Continue. But, but you leverage, uh, and then you leverage the sales arm of beyond the beyond the summit, which is like demonstrably successful and already built out and already doing smash sales, and you use that as the arm for the circuit. And then finally, instead of making a brand new tournament out of nowhere to try and make the finals, you make Genesis the finals of the circuit because it happens at a great time in the year where after it's over, there's a pretty natural off season and it Mm. is obviously our most important and historic community event. It's just you give it to Genesis. And I think arguing about that is a fucking waste of time. And I think that is like the perfect... That is the perfect community circuit using all of the resources that we already have with the systems in place that we already have to bring money into the scene. And that would be an amazing circuit. One that VGBC even like, and, and Justin and like the Smash World Tourist team could like even cooperate and like involve themselves in, I think. Um, I think that is like a, such a possible thing to like put together. And the fear now is that any sort of like independent effort is going yeah. to be snuffed out in instead of this whatever this panda circuit is, which is yeah. like clearly shutting down things aside. Clearly, hasn't been very good. 
possible right, in mean, terms uh, of statistics, probably not possible in terms of like realistic outcome, right? I've I've talked about that circuit model with um I think it was LD and Ken before, and I think it's decent. Uh, the, the the thing is like you're mentioning, it's like uh, the idea of starting a circuit now is just so insane. <laughs> like at this point, we just got a circuit shut down and another one died. It's like I I would it's it's rough because we, we just went from having circuits to not in like literally a day yeah. and we just want that hole to be filled again and certainly I think that we all want to go towards a world of cooperation where we at least have a unified voice for these freaking licensing conversations with Nintendo and so on and we all know how much better sponsorship sales would be if there was a unified front mm-hmm. but it, you know, it, it's it's going to be tough going forward because it seems like Nintendo's mantra is the bigger you are, the harder you fall, and we're the ones making you fall, right? And so, like, um, like would it, is Nintendo just going to be, like, shutting down any circuit that pops up is, is a thing anyone would have to think about. Well, I, I, I think guess... No, go on, Edward. Go on. You're good. Well, one of the things I was going to bring up is I, I think sort of the – we started the conversation talking about Panda, and we talked about the, the unusual spot that, that they were in and the ways that that created, uh, that created problems for the rest of the scene, right? So now we're, we're, we're back here. We, we talked about that. We talked a little bit about the circuits. I mean, this, I mean just, just kind of wrap it together. I mean, this is a company that's still – you know, unless something comes out during this uh, during the stream that we're not reading right now, I mean, like, this is a company that's still in the scene right now. They mm-hmm. still presumably have MPGR. Um, Alan, as of right now, is still the head of Panda. Um, where do we move forward with this? How is there is there a way that we we address address this? Do we do the TOs uh, do the free uh, association of TOs or co-op or whatever release a statement saying that Alan is banned from events or that they're not going to have like we're not going to do any of that. That part's already solved. Look, you guys are going to do the new rankings. Uh, no one's going to go to the Panda Cup like this. That part I'm so much less worried about than like what's what is the actual move forward like? strategy. Yeah, that's the hard mm-hmm. part. Uh, the hard part is that we have one major in the first six months of 2023. That's 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 the hard part, right? We have just Genesis. Collision. That we just collision. Look, maybe you can call Collision a major and we can make that happen. I we think it's got make... four of the top eight. It's got Zane and IBW. Know. It's a major. Look, okay, sure. We can make that pop it. Right? I'm just talking about historic ones I, in the I past. Understand. We just lost a lot. Um, and I think Collision could totally be a replacement. I think we should. And I, I want to make it clear. I think we should because we have to. Um, but like, yeah, like the calendar is the number one problem. And also again, like when you talk to TOs, it's like, there are TOs that you guys right now don't realize are considering not running stuff next year because this news who are now considering no longer running their 2023 event because they're like, Hey man, I'm not going to, there's the, there's the one side. There's the people who are like, look, bro, if this is a licensor only future, I'm just not going to. I'm just not going to run tournaments, which is where me and, people like me and Aiden are in, right? Like, I'm not going to run a tournament with Nintendo and Panda telling me what to do, and neither is Aiden. Like, for the rest of our lives, I'm just not going to do that. I, I have better things to do with my life. And and so, like, the, there's there's TOs who are in that camp who are just like, well, if that's the case, I'm just not going to do anything anymore. And then there's the other, there's other TOs who are like, well, if you're telling me in order to not do that, I have to be unlicensed and take this massive financial hit potentially – Maybe I'm just gonna wait a year and see how this whole thing shakes out, right? Um, and then we have nothing for 2023. So it's like 
there are a lot of TOs, again, a lot of TOs that you guys are probably just assuming are on, on, on are happening for next year. Um, even a even after losing, you know, a huge chunk of our calendar who are currently reconsidered, which is, which is I mean, the most important story. I actually about think, uh, not, not that they have like no cost to worry about, but I yeah. think probably the best positioned event to take the risk right now is summit because so many of the costs are like, uh, are internally bared. Like mm-hmm. they, they don't have to worry about like a, they're, they're the perfect, like high visibility event but like relatively low cost. Um, and I think if they should try to run at least like one or two more uh, to see what happens, I, I understand like that's maybe still a big ask because it is like salaried employee time and stuff like that. But I think in comparison to the average TO where a lot of the financial stake rests on like an individual person and they have to rent out a large venue that if it gets canceled like a week out, they won't get any money back. BTS doesn't have to worry about that part of the equation because they own or like they lease the studio that they're in. Um, and I think it would be really nice to see them try to rip at least one more event just to see how it plays out. That'd be interesting. I, I, how about this? How about, you know, we're talking about 2023 and I understand that this is, you know, we, we talked about the issue, right? Do you run unlicensed and then deal with that? Do you run licensed and deal with that? Um, we're talking about the circuit as if it's dead, right? Is that the case? Is 2023, we're going to have a Panda Cup finale. Uh, it's going to be in a 64,000 square foot arena and, and the finals are going to be in a... We, one it's, of the dead. Nicer. it's dead. How, how are you so confident about this? Like the players, commentators, they sign like contract. You, you, think, you think every single player that got invited is not going? Yeah. I mean, everyone I've talked to, I think they're not going. So, I, I guess we'll the question see. I have is, I don't care if people are... I, will 2023, will Panda Cup Circuit, do we have any thoughts that this might exist in 2023, regardless of whether or not people go? Will this thing exist, even if it's just in name only? If the finals is an unmitigated disaster, he'd have to really want to lose money. Mm-hmm. Like, he'd have to, like, <laughs> be insanely crazy to do that, right? Like, that would just be, like, hey, I just want to lose a million dollars sort of kind yeah. of kind of business decision, which I, I don't understand. Um, I, um, you know, like maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the next few days, some incredible revelations will come around and he'll turn so this PR, PR boat around. But like, bro, I literally, I, my Dude. imagination is not that strong. Dude, and that's I, what I'm, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm trying to like imagine what the statement could even be. Do you know what I mean? What, like what do, like with all, like ignore all context in like, and preconceptions about about what happened, Alan, the company, just like what could God write to get us all to change our <laughs> mind? If- and I don't, I don't know. Like it would have to be so extraordinary to like turn. And if if Alan- we get like a fucking laced fucking statement to convince everybody then like of course it'll continue but my thought is is alan comes out and he's just like i've i've been doing the wrong dose on my medicine uh for an entire year i actually (laughs) i've actually just been i I just realized it now i've been taking way too much don't don't listen to anything i said in the past (laughs) few years so if he's if i i think the most likely situation is i think uh his his credibility with the community and probably like Nintendo's, but maybe like a, honestly, like a bit less, if I'm guessing is like irreparable. 
Like I don't mm. I, I think it's pretty much I think it's pretty much over. And my 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 dark triad theory, if you will, <laughs> is that I no think more. some of the people sticking up for Smash World Tour and other events at Nintendo might now have like kind of the smoking gun to show the people up top who are a little more checked out that like, see, this was the wrong way and we were right to question this dude. And now we need to figure out something new. And that's I like think, my, I think you, that's think like my that real weed Nintendo smoker people, theory. I think you think the internal Nintendo people don't like him. And I don't think that's true. No, 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 no. I no. think, no, I think yeah. they agree. I think there are people at Nintendo, albeit lower on the chain that agree that Nintendo that the way Alan has operated the circuit and treated TOs has mm. been poor and bad and bad enough to warrant I, I working know, with other people. I know that's what they might have communicated to people in conversations. I do not believe that's what they genuinely believe. And that's what I'm trying to say. I'm saying that I think the whole design uh, has been that he's the bad guy and they're just they're they're happy about it. Name and point. They'll say those things to TOs, like, man, it really sucks that he's doing that to you all. And then they'll come out with an IGN article that says, we love this guy. Right? I, like, I just I just don't, I cannot reconcile. I'll DM you. I'll DM worlds. you. I can't say the next part. I can't say the next part. All right. I have you why I'm convinced. I, I think I know why you're convinced. I'm, no, I'm, I'm telling you, I think I know more. And there's a reason why <laughs> I'm convinced that it's not like that. I think they no, love I'm, the fact. I know more. No, I don't know. Look, I, I'm just saying we have only uh, we have only oh wow we, we have 254 viewers. If we just tell all of them to not to not leak, we tell uh, everyone listening to this podcast not to leak, but to sit on this information. I think you can trust them. How about this? You guys can DM each other, have a pissing contest about who knows more. Uh, let's talk about. I, I just think know, I just think it's wrong to think that Nintendo doesn't love that this guy is like going around and being the fall guy for what for activities that they yeah. historically are the ones doing. Like also, this, blur, this, blur. It's, it's this also is what they do. This is this is who they are. Sassafras, Sassafras, and chat. Your message is so funny because I think it's literally the opposite, and that message is hilarious. If you scroll up, you'll see it. What did it say? Sassafras two three eight. I literally think it's the opposite. That's so funny, Sassafras. That's a, isn't that so funny? That's a great message because of how wrong it is. Uh, Do you guys want to enlighten lighten the viewers who uh, catch For this the after it goes live? No, I actually don't. I, I don't want to. I don't want. I don't want to go to. No. I don't want to have to live with the consequences of explaining that. Okay, one. shout out to our viewer, our listeners over on Spotify and other. <laughs> just go to the twitch vod find it it's not that hard do, do, just put some work in um how about yeah. this i have a question blur you talk about alan and panda as if they're intrinsically linked do you not think that there's any world where there's a force out and that they try to continue panda is this the end of the panda brand completely yeah probably maybe he could continue on being a team like a like like continue that part of the company i guess people be like well i guess that's okay all he's doing is giving money to to players and you think that like, means that he still stays he hits, there right oh yeah i mean he could be a team owner and, and still i don't think people would be a little scuffed about it or whatever but um if he's playing our players maybe we look past it i don't know i could see a world where you recover there event organizer time is probably done um and like he, he not only had to leave his ceo he'd have to divest his interest which um i don't like he 
I don't see him wanting to do. Mm. And my understanding is that he, he still has a majority interest in his company. So um, he'd have yeah, to make that decision you himself. You don't think he can just step down as CEO and not have to divest and no one? People forget. <laughs> I won't. And I am on shows like this. Aiden True. won't. Okay. Like lots of other people can freaking use rub two brain cells together and be like, no, nah, that guy still runs that shit. Um, I guess, I guess I'm just, I, I think that, I don't know. Do, do, something as big as Panda will not fight and do whatever they need to do to continue on. You think that it's just going to, this is going to be the end completely. I think this, uh, I think this is so I think this is the end of their ability to run Panda cup. I don't know if it's the end of their company. It yeah. might be also the end of their company, but it's 100% the end of Panica. That part I'm basically guarantee you mm-hmm. at this point. Um, that, that, that thing is dead as a doornail. They um, rebrand as Koala. Like go to, go into the FGC like more. Stats, is that in danger? Uh, PG there, stats, uh, so low there, on priority, but yes, I think that's in danger as well. I think the, the thing is that there's so many people in Smash who are so just like against being a scab which is great at least like vocally right um that that i you know you've heard cody say like oh yeah if if like this turns out to be true i would leave and then you uh like for whatever it is like tk looking <laughs> like doing job applications on stream whatever not that's a joke like it, it's very clear that this has affected people who are affiliated yeah. with panda uh, like didn't like Walt made a statement, even though he's just like a contractor. Oh, like this people sucks who, for them. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. Uh, it's for a lot of people. Yeah, no, I th- this and, and that's a good thing to mention when we're talking about all this. Um, is that Alan has been kind of the lightning rod for a lot of this, and even then, like we've talked about, we don't actually know the whole story. I'm not backing him up, but I'm just saying, like, we don't know that, that he was like the most malicious Disney villain ever. He might have just been like. I think you know, like Thanos believed what yeah, he did. <laughs> we don't. We don't need to. We don't need to. Like, I, I don't think that I, I'm in the camp of like not blowing him up, like yeah. personally, and starting yeah. like literally the fuck Allen hashtag and stuff. I don't. I don't yeah. like stuff like that. But also, it's like intentions or not, mistakes or not. This is where we ended up. The, the consequences. And somebody. Yeah. Somebody is responsible for it, right? It's either Allen or the company he chose to get in bed with that we saw a bunch of red flags with for a long time. And like, yeah. I don't think I really like it, as far as the ends go, I don't, I don't really care about the intentions because it's landed in this position where we have to be fearful about the future of the game. Yeah. yeah I mean, this is one of those things where unfortunately, like because the uh, scale of whom this is impacting is a uh, pretty big. And because it's potentially like, you know, I, like potentially like killing of our ability to sustain the way that we we want to do it's almost like it's it's not even relevant like the the what what his personal character is like it's not relevant and and frankly like i don't even think it's true right like i said i do think he did it with with a genuine intentions to grow the scene he was just wrong uh and had the wrong methods a bit naive and um you know Mm -hmm. Those all we really need to know in order to make our decision, whatever decision we make, is like, is this guy the guy that should be running, uh, you know, events and large yeah. circuits for Smash going into the future and representing us to our publisher? Answer to that, it seems to be a pretty clear no. Um, you know, as far as him as a person, like I've talked to him plenty of times. It's not like he's like 
punch me in the face. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. that's, that's, that's not really what any of us are saying. It's and 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 frankly, I think that he had a he had a very hard job cut out for him. But ultimately, he took on that responsibility. And a lot of people are paying for it. Like Gimmer is absolutely hosed for this. There's yeah. all of the people in his staff. They might like lose their fucking organizer. business over this. I think it's like even if it's yeah. a rogue, it's like there's this small possibility in my mind, right? It's like Alan's decision making has like maybe negligible impact on all of this. The lower level Nintendo employees that were being communicated with the whole the whole time meant what they said, and at the last minute, some rogue Nintendo exec saw this came in and was like we got to get this cleaned up stat it's the it's it doesn't really matter because that's like the most generous version of like what could have happened to me and if even if that's the version that did happen that executive represents nintendo going back on like a year's worth of messaging and jeopardizing the business of one our like one of our most important like community organizations and also the businesses and like tournaments and enjoyment of the rest of the community that like participate in it so it like doesn't it almost like all the details of how we got there it's like sure they shape my opinion a bit and like it does matter but you could remove all the context and like give them that most generous scenario and it's still bad and i still don't ever want to i still i still will boycott i still will boycott boycott even the most generous scenario. and Mm -hmm. i want to say everything i just said a second ago which was extraordinarily generous probably more than this whole situation deserves right um even with that i'd like to say the other half of it is that he made all these decisions where he'd rather see the scene burn down for a chance to get what he wanted right yeah yeah. which was yeah and, like and he that had is, to make and, that decision mm-hmm. and that is really terrible right and ultimately like he didn't listen to anyone along the way right i tried so hard i was on a phone call with him for hours like do not do nintendo do not do nintendo do not do nintendo didn't listen to a single word I said, right? So let me say, like, if that's the spectrum of the most generous take, if you want to even out, he really messed up, right? He really messed up, and and a lot of it can be easily seen as malicious, going after mm-hmm. people, all that stuff. It's super bad. So whatever he puts out, I don't want people to take the generous take and be like, well, maybe it wasn't so bad after all. Uh, like, no, no, for real, guys. <laughs> like, well, it's like even the generous. It's like it's like the generous. It's reached a point to where like. Whether it's a generous take of it or bad take, it's like it's almost like I don't even want to. It's like whether I know or not is not is, is like that doesn't change anything. Like we're still here. Yeah, it's still about, a worse yeah, situation. End result is exactly the same. This is what happens yeah. when you get into bed with Nintendo. But but um, yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, well, I I, I want to pivot from Alan because I sure. we we talked. Wait, can about I, can I just can, like can I mention one last thing? Yeah, because, you like his and, beard. Tell no, what, no. what, what are you going to say? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring the, this up in, in regards to the Melee Stats Top 100 all time thing. It'll, it'll be fast, but it is very, very funny. And I think a nice like microcosm of the the kind the way that, uh, just in my opinion, what seems to be the way that this guy conducted himself. Okay. So one, two of his other stated reasons for why he did not want to ex- exclude um, – banned players in the in the scene who had like literally assaulted people or like had sexual misconduct or whatever his two reasons that he presented to me uh other than like uh the stuff that we, or the two reasons he presented me were that one panda was a family-friendly company with a family-friendly brand and the second reason was that they wanted to you know he was explaining this to me that you know he thinks an all-time list should be focused on statistics 
so so a family a family friendly brand would benefit from having sexual assaulters we, look we, we said we were gonna we were gonna yeah. move on from we're gonna pivot to the last thing right because i, I I'm really not even mad i just think it's funny i just in i just think like ultimately it's you know that I, is I very want, funny Edwin. i don't want that to be what the takeaway from honestly this entire kerfuffle to be let's make something absolutely clear like people are asking like who's to blame panda or nintendo the answer is both uh panda for yeah. bringing the demon onto us and nintendo for being the demon <laughs> they are the demon never forget <laughs> they are the demon and uh i think like i really hope i don't know how many lessons it takes i don't know how many times uh we have to go through this for people to understand that like our relationship with them we should really treat it like you know an abuser like like antagonistic like it yeah like it's it it has to be that way going forward it's been too many years but too many cases changed it's not even about they're them changing. It's that their interests are directly competing with our interests. It is not a yes, marriage I that agree. can work. It's not possible. You can't make a deal where it truly works for both of us. Like it's, I've thought about it so often. It's like I just don't think it's genuinely possible. Uh, the, I it, mean, the, the, what the community wants yeah. out of out of its tournaments, what it wants out of its competitive scene, is diametrically opposed to what they want. Like they are not the same thing. That the, they they simply want a different world and vision for the scene that we do. Like univer universally, like across every issue, from commentary to how sponsorships are done to how to how tournaments are run. You could go down the list. Everything they want is different than what we want. So how is that going to ever work? The answer is it probably won't. And so like you you really can't um, exist um, in a world where we like look at something like. You know, a potential like let's say another another guy like this comes out and says, "Ah, oh, I'm gonna really make it work this time." Like you, we, we can't really come in with that same naivety. I, that I have a question for you. Go ahead. What do you think? Like I, I was trying to answer this for myself. What do you think Nintendo's reason is for wanting to get involved and license all these events at all? In my mind, the only thing I could think of was like IP protection. Like basically, by having a hand in tournaments, they might be able to control like the more dangerous headlines that have like circulated in association with Smash in the past few years, and they don't want like something like sexual predators being at the top of an article next to like Mario and Peach, and like to them having every tournament licensed is like a path to like controlling that messaging or controlling that scene. Do, do what other reasons, or do you agree with my reason, like as to why Nintendo wants this control at all? So, um, I, I watched a bit of your your stream. It was fantastic. You were very handsome, very eloquent. I was very proud of you. Um, yeah, he's still and and in this the episode, only thing, he's still handsome and eloquent. Yes, the only thing I even slightly disagreed on this is more of a nuance point to begin with is that um i don't remember if you said this exactly but something along the lines of like oh like they they don't care about you know our growth or, or, or like basically yeah. i think the nintendo internal teams nintendo versus in particular really cares about um the smash scene's future i think they actually do care now here's the thing they care about it under their control with their IP and with their vision for the scene being implemented. They, they really do care about that, right? And the reason I say they care is because there are full-time employees who that is their job, right? That is yeah. their, their actual occupation. And I've just been on way too many email chains between all these different people between japan between those america are, those between are the people those are the people that I think care too, right? But there's like some group of people 
above them that I think don't don't care about the small details like they do. And I, um, I wonder, like, why would a Nintendo of Japan person yeah. or yeah. why would Doug Bowser give a shit about Big House having a license? I, I, I That's the thing that I do not understand. I think what they care about is making sure that this very large – look, we are way bigger than we sometimes make out. I know we're small, but ultimately millions of people in total watch Smash Brothers events and esports every year. We're not – maybe a top four esport, but we're like number six or seven. We're not bad, right? And we have thousands of people going to our events. It's not, you know, and, there, and there's also going to be Are a you new Smash game. Yeah, there. Of, of course, uh, because that's what matters. <laughs> that's what matters, like ultimately to them, right? Like like that that, yeah. that is the number that matters. And so like we, we, have, we are this awesome opportunity to be a marketing vehicle for all the other games. Because if you just mm-hmm. look at Smash Brothers, right? Like it is a pie design so perfect to be um, joined with, you know, whatever new game or no IP comes out. Yeah. Like, oh, we have a new Splatoon game coming out? Awesome. We have a new Sp- we have Splatoon characters in Smash Brothers, right? It, like, it literally works, like, like beautifully with, with their marketing strategy because every Nintendo game, every new Nintendo new Switch game is already being marketed in inside Smash Brothers the game. Like yeah, they're, isn't they're, that the idea? Like, why so many of these like third-party companies are so excited to have their character in the game now? Because it's like a mm. giant, it's a yeah. giant advertisement of that character to a Absolutely. like a young, huge, like guaranteed to be huge audience. And, and, and things like the the invitationals they did, all this, these are not accidents. Like these are legitimate investments by them. Those events have million-plus-dollar budgets, right? Like they don't do stuff like that because we're unimportant. They do it because they think we're a legitimate marketing vehicle for their for their products and their game. Sure. And we are, right? Any competent developer would uh, would have completely you cool. know, invested we'll in us by now. even more so. <laughs> yes, would, would have would have come to that conclusion for much 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 more cleanly, right? Yeah. Um, and and the thing is is that like so they really care, but they really need to be under their control. They want to make sure it's done in the way that they want. And we know the way they want. That we've seen Nintendo versus events. You guys have watched the Invitationals. You guys have watched the little online Nintendo versus events, and what the what kind of broadcast that yeah. they like. It you can, you see it. It's right there. It's in front of you, right? That's what they want, right? That is ultimately like the vision and the the type of scene that they want. Yeah. Um, and they want Smash to kind of get molded to the point where that is presentable to their leadership, right? So basically, someone like Panda's perfect, right? Because right now what they have is they have a hard time selling their leadership on giving them budget to invest into the Smash scene, right? Like how can you tell your leadership, I need $5 million every year from from this point forward to invest into Smash Brothers Esports, and then they look at the broadcast and it's, you know, us gooning around, right? It's not not what they, they want out of it. So they can't get that initial funding. Yeah, so that felt- like disconnected, maybe peripherally understanding of esports executive is still looking for that kind of like sports esque, ESL esque broadcast right. they, that like they, we they, aren't necessarily doing, but also internally understand isn't even necessary. Right, because the truth of the matter is that that broadcast would suck. But anyway, yeah. like uh, we know that, <laughs> but they don't know that, right? And so they want to use someone like a pan- panda. This is what I've, I've I actually told Alan this. I was like, "You're just a stepping stone, bro." Um, where they come in with with the upfront money, they do all the hard work, which is the upstart, right? They make the rule sets, 
they make the overlays, they get the TOs together, they get they make the TO agreements, which are all, always challenging. They set up the sponsorship parameters, they get the initial sponsors in, all this hard stuff. Setting up a circuit is way harder than maintaining a circuit, right? Um, I know this because when I worked at Twitch, Twitch made RLCS and then Psyonix later took over. Um, yeah. Made Tekken World Tour, made Capcom Pro Tour, made Dragon Ball FZ Pro Tour. I was involved in all those. And guess what? The developers took over eventually for literally every single one I just listed, right? <laughs> and and the thing is, is that that upstart is by far the hardest part. But what, ha- what happens in three years? Couldn't they just yoink it, right? <laughs> they can just be like, hey, awesome stuff you built. We're going to take all those documentation, all that stuff, Dude. yoink it. Because we just presented it to our bosses and now he's willing to give us $4 million a year. Right? Dude, I haven't even thought about this part. You're so right. All of that's those circuits got it's, taken over, dude. I forgot. Yeah, that's, like, that's I didn't the, even think about this that. This is part. like a normal esports how things are done. Is that the third parties come in, they they fund it. They, they naively think that they're somehow going to be the dude. one that wins at the end. And then, of course, the pub dev is the one that gets the genuine benefit because they're the one who has the ultimate control and the ultimate say. It's never going to be an equal partnership when, when the pub dev is the one that controls the IP. And, See, this, is, and, this is when I'm reminded that Blur knows what he's fucking talking about, dude. Thank you. This is a, this Once is in a those... while, it, it shines through. So, so that is like that's ultimately that's ultimately like the the whole purpose of paying it for Nintendo. They love him for a re- reason. He's the inroad. They can't make the inroads, right? Because they are so like they can't come in and be like, hey, all these shows work with us. All this. They don't know everybody. They don't like mm-hmm. have relationships, and frankly, they hate doing work. Um, and so, like having someone like Pan who knows the scene to do all the hard work of setting up a circuit, paying for it which again, money they don't have because they can't get that approved and then be able to flip it later is really like their ultimate hope and master plan with this uh, because it'd be so easy to convince an executive, look at this broadcast. It kind of already looks like what we are going to do next year. Just let us do it now, right? Instead oh. of using this third party and you know you slash the panda name off and you just make an indictment. On, on this revelatory note, uh, I have just received a call from my boss that I have to go uh, answer. So I'm going to take off. I really appreciate your guys' time and your guys' No, insight. I appreciate your time. Thanks Thank you so much for being on. Uh, Catch you guys yeah, later. Lovely as always. And uh, yeah, we'll catch you around. I'm sure we don't need to talk to where you can follow Aiden. <laughs> I think. I think that one's easy. See you, man. See you, Aiden. Um, how about this? You know, we, we had a really good conversation there. I want to, this thing that's in my head, um, this is obviously not the, the golden goose that it was supposed to be, right? You talk about how it'll get yoinked in a few years. What we're currently seeing right now does not seem like anything worth yoinking. Um, what's the future of Nintendo's involvement in the scene? Because I've we, we know at 2023, people are not very optimistic. Um but is it just going to be like this forever? Is there, do we reach a point where it's just too far gone and they finally leave us alone? Like, what are we going to expect from this in the coming future? Um, bro, if I knew, I would love to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> they're crazy, right? True. Um, <laughs> they're hard to predict, aren't they? Uh, in some ways. In some ways, they're really easy to predict because we know their intentions. They just want control, right? Unfortunately, if you want, if you just use that basic thesis, you'd think that next year they're going to use this as a catapult to be like, all right, we're the bad guy. Sounds good. You're going to need a license, right? And uh, they're going to use this this fear angle even even harder uh, going forward. However, if Panda doesn't exist, this puts them farther away from their ultimate goal, which like I just detailed is yeah. being able to make the scene in the shape of their own image, right? That's the ultimate goal, 
That's that's the end end all be all of what they want out of all this. They want the control to be able to make it Nintendo friendly and make the scene an appropriate marketing vehicle for their product marketing arc. That's like the goal, right? Um, and uh, now this would be a huge setback. So if Panda doesn't exist, because Panda was supposed to be the the, the people to help make that happen for them. Um, and so um, they're probably really pissed about it, how how everything's going down. And I'm sure we're going to see in whatever statement or whatever machinations they make that they're going to try to save Panda pretty hard. Yeah. Um, it won't work. It won't work. But they'll try. They already so, tried. They tried literally. Nintendo <laughs> never moved that fast. You saw that PR statement? That garbage PR statement. Well, it, it works. I saw people go, wait, so can Smash World Tour run? It's like, wait, wait I, a second. I say garbage, but like it makes people right. It makes a few people who don't know the, the issue basically double thing. Like, wait a second. Was it just a miscommunication? And that's uh, exactly Gamer, where they get Gamer you. Did just destroy it all because he misread it? Did he? <laughs> yeah. Like, that's you see, though, that's exactly Is he intentionally nuking it to, to get community goodwill and get rid of competition? Like, yeah. That's kind of the kind of like. Did he just nuke it because he want to pay out here. the prizing? You know, like the Nintendo wasn't the bad guy. It's Gamer. Like, that's. This is the line of stupid logic they want the 14 year olds on Twitter to take because they don't know what's going on. Right. And the truth of the matter is, it's all baloney. Thankfully, SWT nipped it in the butt. They put out their own statement. Um, what's crazy is they weren't actually lying with what they put out. Um, it's it's really close to a lie. It's just insanely misleading, right? Um, you know, they technically never see indeed their 2022 event. They just told them well, you can't get a license. And uh, by the way, if you don't get a license. <laughs> A bad thing might happen to you. Wag a finger, like bro. Come on, <laughs> like you know, I've got like, two. I've got two separate. Yeah, the Grim Reaper is knocking at your door. Grim Reaper is knocking at your door, but we never technically sent them a CND, yeah. right? Like it's like yeah, we never sent a CND. You're like holding a scythe behind your back. Yeah, bro, like come I'm on. I'm just saying bro. every tournament needs a um, it needs a license. That's all I'm saying. By the way, uh, yeah, you. I hate to admit it, you don't have a license. Well, and you're not going to those one. days are over. <laughs> and those days are over. Those days are over. Like get, get out of here, brother. Like I I don't know. I just So that's 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 clear, right? Like they're making last minute attempts to 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 I don't think that was I think that was far less about their reputation and more about trying to save Panda coming up with like the next 2 weeks. Yeah. Uh, because in a world where SWT like they could be like, "Hey, Alan didn't actually shut down SWT. That was not that wasn't on him. Like this this gamer guy keeps saying maybe the players don't boycott, right? Whatever. Because the truth of the matter is, is like Nintendo's gonna be fine next year, right? We hate him, but like they're gonna they're still the IP holder, right? Like they're they're gonna, gonna find put up Pokemon Fuchsia, sell 10 million copies. But I think they're gonna come go back to their old ways. And if if Panda actually dies. They're going to have to go back to square one and think of a new way to try to take over the scene, which is what they're going to try to do again. And we just have to resign. Uh, Claire, one thing I want to ask you just really quickly, because we've been spending a lot of time talking about like Nintendo, Panda, so the ramifications for the scene. But uh, we talked about Smash World Tour a little bit, but I want to go back to, to like, because I think... Um, for a lot of newer people in the scene, like especially specifically with Melee, I think they may not have the full context of like VGBC and and just really like how long they've been around through Smash. So um, I something I wanted to kind of get your thoughts on is we know that this is the end of Smash World Tour, like a, as we know it. What does this mean for just like VGBC's long term future? We we mentioned that their events are going to be are going to be shut down for the 2023 and the you know, as far as what we know. But what about like their future just like 
ever being involved in Smash? What, is, what are the factors that go into this? They might be done. I, I can't say, I don't want to say that prematurely because I, I, I really don't hope it happens, uh, obviously. Uh, and uh, I just, I, I think it's really hard for them to like, let's say they organize a pound, right? Uh, the good news mm. about pound is um, it's at well, the they own the venue. They own the, they have a good relationship with the, the, the venue, which is um, the horse track, right? Yeah, um, and, if, and effectively, you might as well say they own the venue because that's that's how. Yeah, that, I, I how, guess it's a little. This, that's the situation that they're in, right? It's the Zandu venue. So, if an event's going to get canceled, pound being canceled is not so bad, right? Because um, it's like canceling a Zandu. Um, it's still not quite the same, but it's not like in the hundreds of thousands of hours, a thousand dollars in the same way. Um, and at least it could maybe be a way to, for them to dip their toes to see, like, are they going to really go after this? Um, mm -hmm. They're not really. I don't expect a future where they're going to be able to get a Nintendo license after everything that just happened, right? I don't see that future realistically, and I don't think Nintendo's going to want them on a Panda Cup if Panda Cup somehow survives, right? Uh, <laughs> so, which is, just seems very unlikely, but let's just leave the option open. And so, um, I think that they um, have you know a hard position where I think maybe they're going to maybe they'll try, especially with like a pound to see if. It's still doable, and it's kind of like a wait and see moment uh, to see if they get shut down. Um, if Nintendo is truly serious, but anything unlicensed, um, you know, uh, will get shut down. Anything big that's unlicensed, any major that's unlicensed, then uh, they'll they might be one of the first to find out. Yeah, uh, I, mm -hmm. oh, man. Yeah, this is. Uh... This is just such an interesting time. I, I I can't believe it's so hard to believe that what happened yesterday happened. But you know we've been around long enough in this community to uh, know the history, know that this is a thing, and I, I guess just have to accept this going forward. Um, yeah, I mean, what what happens, right? If a tournament runs, they don't get the license. They run and like how how scared do you think we have to be are they going to are they going to see and d everyone and then are they going to follow up on everything that they see and d are they going to sue every single to that's in it i mean i even if they do it once i guess it's it's not worth it for anyone that just implicit threat yeah i mean i think it's i always you i i normally would say yeah no i doubt it right like um and i still kind of feel that way right like are they really Gonna go after everyone it everywhere. It feels unbelievable, doesn't it? it feels unbelievable. Uh, we are, of course, like a couple uh, a day out of them doing that to our literal <laughs> biggest organizer of all time. Uh, so, you know, <laughs> well, you know, but, maybe but they, in this scenario, maybe they are crazy. Maybe they are crazy. But but at the in same this scenario, time, like, what if what if Smash World Tour was like, okay, we're not going to get the license. Yeah. Uh, and then continue to run, right? Yeah, I guess this the question uh, I'm asking is, it, what it if we also, don't listen? It could also be, and we have to kind of figure it out that um, you know, like like modding is something they're very particular about. Uh, yeah. Sorry, fans of Frozen Stadium in chat, but like this might not be the time, right? <laughs> uh, this might not be. I, I I like Frozen Stadium too, but this is not the time. I I hate to tell you all this. Um, and uh, the, you know, so they, they don't like modding. They don't like, you know, we know the, the, the general things that they strongly dislike and they've shut down events for in the past, right? Maybe circuits are another fucking line in the sand for them. Uh, 
where they're like, you can't do circuits without talking to us, just period, right? Um, bit of a bummer. Uh, we kind of, that's like one of our best vehicles for growth, um, but that might be the case. Now, we've run most of our 21-year history without a circuit, so uh, I guess we can just go back to, to the caveman days and, and not have circuits again. It's not like those two circuits were adding uh, a lot to the general storyline <laughs> of the scene. Uh, they no one understood the what they did, uh, and yeah, until like the, until the very end. Not to say <laughs> until I was especially grateful of, of SWT, right? Like I think there was like a special love international scenes that got some yeah. exposure, and there's a lot of good prize pool. Like, don't get me wrong, I'd rather have a circuit than not have one, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think we can survive like we have for most of our history without one. And so, if that's their lie in the sand, time. and they're not just going to shut down every unlicensed event, then now we know another rule of the ball game. The horrible thing is, every time they add a rule to their list, someone has to take a hit, because you know, like they, 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 we only know what their rules are when they shut us down. So, yeah, and I mean, in this case, it's like the the entity that got shut down is literally like the long, like when you think of. When you think of Smash throughout like the last decade, like it's literally the like the the group that has been there since the beginning. Like frankly, the group that was played one of the biggest roles in getting, you know, By the way, like me and Wheat into melee. The the insert color hawk here hawk actually asked a great question. Is theoretically you could even if they are circuits are aligned in the sand, you could very easily just run a circuit and and even potentially sell sponsors against it, but you don't need to necessarily need to. Um, by just doing a tennis style live ranking uh, and and having that basically having like your rankings be your quote unquote circuit, right? All about the you wouldn't you, you have. wouldn't have you wouldn't have a final. You you is, hate the rankings so much. Yeah, well, maybe if they weren't so bad, I'd like them more. Um, if, if they weren't so biased against HBox, is what I heard. <laughs> Okay, I didn't say that at all. Now that Panda's gone, we can kill this biased HBox panel ranking. Yeah. Give us an uh, algorithmic ranking. So, yeah, I'm not asking for an algorithm. I'm asking for the tennis style. but And I, I have for years. Uh, but, like, yeah, like something like that is, is something that could be done is that you just do it with no final. It's not nearly as sexy because if a final I think is really cool, we can't do – large-scale broadcast rights and sales conversations if that line in the sand is drawn um as it seems to be uh but uh it at least lets us have a story for our scene and it lets us um still run some events that might be that might be the new world we live in and that's all that really ends up happening out of this in which case a lot of unlicensed events will be able to run we have like a very small version of a de facto circuit finale every six months or so, which is, uh, you know, Summit, <laughs> which the circuit sure. is getting be good enough to get invited and then going to whatever tournaments they choose. You know, they've obviously main stage has a lot of uh, spots. They've done Big House dream hack they've they've had all these different things, you know, like that is not fundamentally too far off from from a circuit right maybe with this you start there what if summit 16 because we already know what summit 15 is summit 16 maybe has one qualifier at at each tournament for like six different tournaments right is that not a circuit um yeah 
it's it, it this is a uh, definitely a very interesting idea and yeah i don't know i've heard someone in chat say hopefully this was very annoying to nintendo and they decide to leave us alone completely probably not a scenario that will be coming out of this but one that i would be very open towards um well, i mean that, that that's the frustrating thing about this right if they literally just left a, they just didn't get anything yeah they just left us alone we would love it can you like we were actually in a good like in a in an all right position with these different independent spots i mean we, we had blur here about like what a, a year ago it feels like a year ago where blur was saying yeah you know melee's actually an incredible like pound for pound investment and like you're seeing it in the ways that all these other organizations are starting and getting involved in the scene and actually growing an audience that's the that's the frustrating part if you if you if they literally left you know the community to its own devices like this this was all manageable it was looking upward you know but again like just they're not here but i'm telling you the way they they, they hear that phrase we love to say that, right? Like, just let us play our game. Let us, you know, leave us alone. And I agree, by the way, of course. Um, but what they hear is, let us monetize your IP and leave us alone. <laughs> let us just do that. Hey, we're, look, like, dude, we're not even going to buy it. You can't even sell us our game anymore. Just let us play it. <laughs> the, way they, the way they see it is events are selling ticket sales based yeah. on their IP selling sponsorships, selling broadcast rights based on their IP. And they're like, who are these people? Who are these random kids on the street who are doing that? And why aren't we getting a cut? You know, and that's, that's just the way they see it. So um, I disagree. I think it's a bad way to treat your customers. Of course. It's lame. It's lame. But even if you see it that way, um, you could handle it better than they have, which is uh, yeah. just being douchebags. Well, you know, I'm, I'm sure if we all got in touch with our inner scar, we could go to monologue about how living in an inherently capitalistic society will always lead to this. But because uh, we're just little piggies to be sold to. But but yeah, how about this? We're, we're coming down to the end of the episode. Yeah. Is there a hopeful way of ending this conversation? Is there anything positive that we can look what at? What happened to this? Mikey? Uh, Mikey's dude, in he's, chat, not doing anything. He's busy. He's waiting for my ass so we can finish Mikey, main stage. Mikey, do like five minutes on the show. I end yeah. this podcast and then I want to make main stage big. Hungry. I've done more for main stage than you have. And you're the freaking to. Come on now. Get 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 on get on here. Someone get Mikey on here. Oh my god, where do I go? Mikey, you're in the chat. Mikey. Oh my god. I love Bobby oh Scar. Goodness. I I, I want to watch that that vod uh, of whatever he said. It was really uh, funny. Really funny. I, I'll be honest. I don't even remember the thing that he was angry at you about. I didn't watch the beginning, and I think that's when he covered it most. So I don't know either. Uh, but I think he said that he thought that you were being Doomer, which you don't appear to be very Doomer on this show. And I and I remember watching oh, the here's that, that just might be. Yeah. He might come off like that, Edwin, because you are more doomer than he is. You might not see that he is a doomer because you are just more doomer. Also, I think it's crazy when people are like, 
bro, you seem doomer. And I'm like, bro, we just lost two thirds of our events. Like, is that? <laughs> Am I? Well, that's a that's a yeah, like, the, well, the body is like, next to us. It's like, <laughs> I just they're like, why are you such a doomer? As I just saw like two of my family members get killed. I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, it seems <laughs> it should seems pretty bad. They're lying on the ground, like next <laughs> next to us. I'm just trying to get people an honest take. And the honest truth is this is really bad. I also have said, even in that show, I think we will persevere because that's what we do. We will win. We We've will been win. here before. Some, We've been somewhat. here before, and we will solve this. And frankly, uh, this will just be another story, you know, chapter in the book. But audio on OBS Ninja. What's going on? We do, we do audio and What's visual. On, you just didn't right, turn whatever. your camera I, on. I don't have a, well, I don't have a camera. I'm at the office. Oh, okay. Ooh. Well, um, I'm, I'm locked in. Wait, let's get our PM slap. LV, think about workers' rights, bro. It's fine. I could go back to the hotel. Uh huh. I'd rather work on a dual monitor setup. Okay, no need to brag. And wheat, and wheat is keeping me from finishing constructing this bracket. <laughs> I was trying to end the conversation, and then someone. <laughs> Called out one of our lovely chatters and said, "Get your ass in this." All call. right, what are we Blair, talking what's your, about? Yeah, Blur. What did what did you need, Mikey here for? Mikey, Mikey, we we need some optimism. We've been we've been talking a lot about Panda, Nintendo. Uh, I don't know. I don't Blur care about optimism. optimism, Mikey. What is? I would love some optimism. Truth. We go. I want yeah. his, I want where his head's at. Where it? Where, Mikey, you gotta where help us out here. In all this, bro. What is? What is? Um, where's the? What's the cheat take on all this, bro? I think that unfortunately, uh, in a bit of an ironic twist, when things like this happen in the community, it actually tends to be a bit of a, a growth opportunity. I agree. Um, mm-hmm. Which I think we kind of have to uh, <laughs> take okay. into consideration here. Um, I don't know. I think Bobby's right in, in large part that I think your existence in this community has to almost be like a form of protest now. And kind of of like mutual aid in a way where like you um, it's it's almost like political now, you know, and if you didn't see that before yesterday, then you 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 have to now like, Uh, yeah, God, I hope so. But how how long was it between big house getting big house online getting shut down and panic up announcement? Was that like a year, like 12 months, maybe? I think even less than that. Right. And and yeah, I mean, it doesn't. The communities doesn't like. We're all like, oh, Nintendo's helping us out. I know, uh, and, and the goalposts have like continued to shift. Um, and you know, uh, I think this one's a little bit different because it's not just like, oh, well, you know, this one was running online, or this one had PM, or uh, you know, even even in this case, this one has like Smash in the title. And it's a circuit of events, but like also the additional information coming out about the streaming rights thing uh, it is, I think, a pretty big deal here. And I think it's kind of setting off alarms for people in a way that things haven't before. Um, and I think people are kind of seeing the writing on the wall a little bit that like, oh, shit, this might just happen to like normal events where does the line get drawn like it is there going to be some sort of arbitrary ceiling where like your event can't be this profitable or this big without uh needing a license and then what are the implications of that like it 
there's so much uncertainty when it comes to that right now. Um, but I do think that people recognize that to the credit of the melee community at large. I think the response has been like fairly appropriate, to be honest. So that makes me a little bit happy, <laughs> you know, that we at least recognize this for the, uh, right. you know, the threat that it is. And we've, uh, you know, done the one thing we can, which is blow it up on the Internet and make I, things as hard for like the people who are uh, doing this as possible. Yeah, it is. It is a reassuring uh, idea that when when this stuff happens, we don't stay quiet. Right. You know, we, we, we obviously speak up. We've done it every single time. Um, but it, it is worrisome that like sometimes the community needs moments like this to feel this way. Right. Uh, yeah. And mm-hmm. and we we sh- this should be our default emotion, right? Is that we the, should always the biggest the biggest bright side of everything here is if you just want to go as blurs words gospel, which you probably should, and you mm-hmm. just go back a year, right? Mm-hmm. And I I told and Edwin asked me, Blur, what's the worst case scenario? Do an impression said, of him asking you that. Blur, what's the worst case scenario? <laughs> Don't sound like that. And I, what I tell you, Edwin, you made yeah. your voice deeper. Edwin, just I, I know, I, I know, you know, my my words. Like they, you go to sleep thinking about them. What did I say? What was the response? I, I think I will give you credit. You said something like this that would immediately fracture okay, the now, scene. You have to do. Every, uh, you have to do. No, 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 well. no, no. That's not what I said. I said the worst case scenario, ironically, is if they do a good job. Good news, they didn't do a good job, mm-hmm. right? Here is the reality. In a way, it, obviously, SWC we shouldn't be happy about. Is that what you said to me? Yes. <laughs> Edwin, I'm, you're supposed to Not supposed last to year. Maybe, maybe early. Whatever. No. Edwin, I think he's lying to you. Don't trust him. I'm not. Look, anyway, forget about that. Let's back to the brass tacks. The uh, the the worst case scenario was always if they do a good job, right? If they did a good job, we would be with Nintendo. Like Nintendo would be so far up our rectums we couldn't get them out, right? If if competence was like if if Mikey was running uh, Panda and and didn't do any of this F, F stuff, they would have won, right? Like if if any if a lot of people, a lot of different people were actually at the helm of this same project. Right, the same general idea at this point in our history, they would have succeeded because they would have had more sponsors going into next year. Um, they would have had the Nintendo hammer at all times. They wouldn't have burned all the bridges because they would have wouldn't have done all the stuff that Alan did, right? And they would have gradually gotten more and more of the ecosystem under their control, just for Nintendo to eventually pull the rug and take take the power for themselves, right? And we'd have got even closer and closer that Nintendo future that we all want to avoid, right? So um, I think, like in a way, if this, if the end result of this means that there's no Panda Cup, and like ultimately, uh, like that Panda Cup as a structure would have been so bad for the scene long term, which I I believe from the start, as you guys as you guys seen many times, a lot of the questions I've said from the beginning. Um, you know, like we'd have, we, we would be stuck in a world where we would have no sh- rev share for our sponsorships and no way of get uh, of changing that because we have the IP holder, um, effectively like down our throats. We'd have, we'd live in a world where like there's one entity an esports team of all things who run our rankings, 
who run our uh, who, who run our you know the, our, our final event, and we just kind of got to join their circuit and kiss the ring, or else like you know we, we we potentially might get shut down. Like the world that it would have built up to would have been so bad, right? Again, if they did a good job, um, that it's actually kind of great that this thing might just go down in flames. Right, like in a way, them doing a bad job and it going down in flames is dope. Really, really lame that so many people have to suffer as a result. Right, obviously, um, but maybe that part is part of the healing. Right, um, and and so uh, I that's honestly like even just a couple months ago, that's what I was worried about. Mikey knows. I was like, bro, what if they just win? I was yeah. worried about the, them winning that scenario. And I'm no longer worried about that. And that part's nice. Uh, yeah, you, you were popping off when I DM'd you that they had 46 entrants in their LCQ. Mm-hmm. I was like, hey. You did tell me you thought they were the favorites and a, a big house. And uh, turns out, uh, for no reason whatsoever, <laughs> uh, SWT getting canceled was uh, the thing that does them under. So, yeah. I, uh, I, I do want to like kind of pick your thoughts on um, something, this might be a little granular. Blair's thoughts. Far. Pick Mikey's thoughts. He's, he Pick came Mikey's thoughts. Yeah, he came yeah. on here. It can be. It can be the collective viewer, sure. <laughs> or oh, my, Mikey. No, yeah. no, no. If you don't say it's for Mikey, Blur is gonna take it all. That's just how it works. <laughs> all right, Blur. Thank you very much. I appreciate your contributions. Yeah. Goodbye, Blur. <laughs> 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 Mikey, Kick him uh, off. I, I don't know if I don't know if this would be like a something that tournament organizers would think of necessarily as like a viable uh, alternative, but just like if um, if like streaming becomes really dangerous and the same comes for like monetizing off the stream, like uh, what other revenue areas or like ways of uh, or just like ways of running an event could you make money off of, or could you like? possibly uh like raise like other than ticket prices like is there yeah. any other way that like like that you would make money i mean we could do crowdfunding um i don't know that's that's asking quite a lot for kind of the mm -hmm. scale of frankly what we've been able to accomplish recently <laughs> um, yeah. we i i don't know if that would get us sort of back to that level but we at least might be able to do something where we're kind of able to operate major tournaments. Um, you know, even if we're not able to like grow them through, uh, you know, a huge influx of money or anything like that. Uh, I, I think that's kind of a, a viable option. Uh, and and I, I don't know, it, it's kind of interesting. Like there are models. Uh, I think it's kind of analogous to some like music YouTubers actually are like just raw playing music in their videos and instead of like monetizing through youtube they just monetize through patreon instead mm -hmm. basically now how we carve that up is obviously a huge a huge question right we take the yard um, patreon and we all get a one percent <laughs> of it there we go that's how we fix it. We we just Dude, we, we I'm turn so far away from even like considering the thought in my brain that we won't be able to stream our game. Uh, that I have a hard time even entertaining that world because I'm like, we start doing that and like, 
I don't know. I'm just I'm I'd rather just go go to the Seattle office and organize a protest right outside. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, it's it's let, very let, let's uh, go where Doug Bowser can see us, bro. Like at I that point, like I'm I'm over it. it they're Blair, weighing, I'll meet you there. They're weighing like obviously there is a bit of an interest in uh protecting your IP from being used in ways that you don't want it to be, even I guess with a 20-year-old game. Um, and they're like within their legal right to do that, obviously. But um, I don't know. And this is, I think, the big question that a lot of this hinges on. I don't know the degree to which they value their the protection of their IP over the sort of PR interest here. I do not believe that Nintendo wants to be involved in Smash for money. I don't think they can make money off of Smash, frankly. So... I actually believe that their community involvement is, ironically enough, to make it so that people don't hate them in the community, <laughs> primarily. Um, and, you know, they they want to control things to that end. I, I don't really see any other, like, reasonable explanation. Um, but how important is that, which is in shambles right now, versus protecting their IP. And they could just leave us alone if they don't value the IP over the PR here, you know? Yeah, they're going to value the IP more than any PR that we can put out, probably. I don't know, though. We have a pretty loud voice. We definitely make them shook every once I in think, a while. I think it's a legitimate question. I, I, I have no idea what the answer is. I don't know, yeah, and, I, and I, 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 I love to find out. I, I, lo I, I love making noise. I love a good fucking. And Nintendo you know, game. I would I would hazard a guess to say that this is actually a difference of opinion within Nintendo. You know, mm -hmm. but um, who wins? It's it's really hard to say. I think. Yeah, I mean, and, it's it's also. I mean, do you think that? I know this sounds crazy to say. Like. Do you think – like I, I thought when the big house thing happened uh, that people will respond to like a Panda Cup announcement especially with being like, no, bro. We just had them shut down one of our biggest, most storied events. And uh, it was still going to happen and people were still going to go to the Cup, right? Like ultimately, right, when that yeah. first happened. Um, do you think if someone else comes around, gets a Nintendo license to run a tour – basically starts fulfilling the Nintendo vision that they want. Do you think we've finally reached a point where people are going to be like, hey, wait a second. No. Melee stats comes around. We're like, this is the perfect even, opportunity. I'm talking about even with like a large prize pool. Like are they actually going to say no, man? I think what it would take for that this to like um, go over okay basically is for every – major player in the scene to make transparent the terms that were agreed to with the licensing that we could demonstrably say, Hey, here are X, Y, and Z things that we are going to do. And here's why these terms are different from what happened with Panda cup. I think it would take literally every major TO co-signing it. Um, and even then, I don't know if it's worth it, you know, like mm. we have kind of 
made it so that we're in a situation where our leverage is our tournaments dying. <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah. that is the thing that that is that is the panic button option, right? Right, and the, the crazy thing is, like, if we did any collective bargaining, wait, I'm, love- I'm sorry, am I like, right. am I missing out on something? You're saying our leverage is that we like die and that Correct. people feel bad for us. Yes. Well, Correct. Nintendo theoretically, Nintendo wouldn't want that to happen because theoretically, currently, I mean, the reason that a lot of this happened in the first place is that the deal that we are being offered is one that we. We just cannot agree to. It would be unconscionable to agree to it, you know. And I guess theoretically it could be better. It's just can we ever trust Nintendo to get there? You know. Oh, I'm not going to trust them. Let me tell you something. Yeah. um, And even if I don't know, even if we're told one thing. So like, so the thing, the thing I'm, I'm, I'm I'm basically asking is, um, you know. The are circuits as a concept possible to revive? Like, is that now gone? Because it sounds like running a circuit is just going to get you shut down by Nintendo. So you kind of have to work with Nintendo, which at this point seems very hard to convince the community that, um, you know, to be on board with. Let's say even if you do a light license with Nintendo, which is nowhere near what Panda like the kind of involvement that Panda wanted. I don't know if Nintendo will want that light of involvement, right? First of all, just, just flat out, right? And then second of all, like you'd have to have, again, the gargantuan task of getting every tournament organizer to believe and and, and like whatever relationship and, and agreement that you set up with Nintendo, which I find hard to do. It would, yeah, it would be an absolute mountain to climb, I think. So just, it's our circuits as a concept, not something we should entertain at this point like is that just not gonna happen is that it's not even up to us at this point i mean i think we've all said that we're fine with circuits not existing right melee doesn't need a circuit to exist um special ranking nice (laughs) additive a ranking is is almost a circuit it's just one that doesn't get can't get shut down (laughs) and we just need the weak discord with all the players (laughs) they'll tell them how important everything is i mean it all comes down to wheat blur is kind of right here like the main difference is that a final event doesn't really exist if we don't have a circuit, but is that a bad thing? Uh, I don't Our best think years it's happened thing. without them. Yeah. I mean, the truth of the matter is, even the circuits that we had, their final event wasn't like our champ our championship, right? They were yeah, just another major. They were just another <laughs> major on our rankings. I right? think that there so, will be some some uh, people who. Have- who talk about it differently but it's like no that's the don't don't change the history there's a smash world tour i it is very unfortunate that we we don't have it right this is a horrible thing to happen to the community but this was also not uh the biggest tournament of the year this was going to be probably a tournament that had a lot of top players right it it, it had people who uh Plup wasn't going, and and you had um, a lot of people like lower down the rankings who weren't going. This is it's still a travesty for it not to exist. But but yeah, don't get it twisted that this is not like like five Genesises combined into one. Yeah, uh, which right. I, I think yeah. that the it was even one the story might change <laughs> at some point. Um, right. But yeah, we we don't. If it comes down to our, if it comes down to us, we don't need a circuit because we we've existed without it, and as 
cool as Smash World Tour would have been and as cool as it was last year, um, it is not but, you uh, know, instrumental to us surviving. You know what I'm really struggling with is like, what's the path for growth here? I oh, think that's I think, a hard question, Mikey. I, I think I can know. see a path for survival. Survival, yeah, right? Yeah. But like, I don't know. That to me, there is so much wasted potential over the history of melee, and it is kind of my job to help that come to fruition as much as possible. Mm. Um, and uh, you know, I, I I'm just like I am a person who thinks that melee can be a lot more than it currently is. And I, right now, um, I feel like we're in survival mode and the, and the path towards making something, uh, better is a little bit unclear at the moment. I mean, we've been in survival mode our forever, whole, the entire yeah, time, the, the 21 years. Yeah. Right? And you know what? Like right now, the past, <laughs> like it was, it was clearing up it was like oh it's getting better yeah was like wait a second we might grow and now i'm like oh we kind of have to survive again <laughs> um, yeah and so like you're right the biggest question is like okay i can see the survival paths like what if they just don't let us do circuits Genesis keeps going. Maybe there's some light licenses, whatever. Nintendo's going to get up to it no good and try to come in again at, in some more onerous way, whether it's next year by licensing everyone or by partnering up with someone else, right? And uh, who knows? Or maybe Panda makes a resurrection. Maybe Alan Bunny is behind it all again, right? Um, I don't know, right? I'm not, I can't tell you what the future holds. But, like, I think the, the challenging thing is even with all those that as a backdrop, like, if if – and Nintendo is going to be a hard stopper on uh, like collective sales, especially and collective broadcast rights. Those things, those are like extremely large money pools in the esports and sports ecosystems, right? And those would just be blocked us off from us forever. <laughs> and so we're just kind of like the ticket sales people, and um, like we already have pretty freaking good attendance for esports, right? Um, so. Yeah, the answer is, you know, we'd probably be similar to where we are now. And now the truth is what we have been is pretty freaking dope. But the people uh, like for transparency, for people to know, it's not going to be a career for anybody. You know, um, it's going to be a lot of work, but not going to be a great career in that way. Maybe a handful of people like Mikey can work in places like Beyond the Summit to make it happen uh, long term. But it's going to be tough to like really push the boundaries if those are real limitations that we're going to be stuck with. Well, I, I think that we're running close to the end of the show. Is there any last things we want to say about this? I know that this is a very uh, broad <laughs> thing. There's a lot going on here. It's a very complicated issue. Um, so maybe it's possible to kind you of know, sum up. What, uh, one last point I want to make that could help us a lot. Yeah. If someone out there just made a good platform fighter, that might help us a lot. <laughs> like, no, seriously. No, that would help us a lot. Because one of the main problems we have is that um, right now, like, like, what does the FGC have that we don't? They have leverage of like over – like they have like six different companies that are vying for that tournament organizer attention, right? Mm -hmm. And they're like, hey, we kind of have to do – like Bandai has to, has to beat out Capcom for uh, – who has to beat out Warner Brothers for – 
uh, space, yeah. time, and attention at each of these FGC events, right? We don't have that. And we really are just the Nintendo events. Um, and uh, it, it, it has really sucked. So many of uh, those type of games have come out. But, um, you know, if, like, let's say a Rowell's Vader 2 uh, ends up being good, that would help our cards in our, our the hand that we have a lot. It really would. Um, because then we could be like, look, man, you can shut us out, but we're still going to have Brawlhalla and Rouse of Aether 2 and maybe multiverses get the real scene. Where I'm not like, going to lie. Yeah. I think this is a little bit of cope. <laughs> I think <laughs> I think that there's just something about Mario punching Pikachu that people will not gravitate True. towards anything else. Not from our yeah. community, maybe from Ultimate. And but, this is coming from a guy who ran a, a Nick All Stars Brawl major. Yes, I tried it. Got pretty good viewership. But I mean, uh, you're saying for melee though. I think for melee, if we if a really good platform fighter with melee's mechanics came out, uh, I don't know. I, People are just addicted to to melee. It's it's serotonin at this point. It's it's impossible to give up. Yeah, there's but something like visually true, pleasant even about flaws, even if that's true. Right? By the way, let's say we have a scenario where two thirds of the entrants at a Smash Major are Smash people, one third sure. of them are other games. Sure, right? That would still help our leverage a little bit. It would. It would help us a good amount, right? Um, yeah. And if I it guess- gets to a world where it's like half and half, or even smashes a third of our total uh, floor space. They cancel Smash. That's their loss, bro. Like if, there, like if there's a structured organization for like platform fighters or something similar to Evo. Like, like or, if Genesis had yeah. more than just Nintendo games, effectively, mm-hmm. right? If if it was like, hey, it's also a big tournament for these other games, and then good then thing Genesis Nine is running Rushdown Revolt. Um, Very fun. Are they? God bless. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Rushdown Revolt has. Uh, a character in it that has one of the best platform fighter character designs I've ever seen. So give it some respect. Cool. They added a new character, and I was like, "This character's cool as hell." Um, it's like she has a whip. She's Reina. She's like mm. she's badass. You should check it out. Hey, try it out, viewers mm. at home. No, seriously, uh, <laughs> it would actually help. Yeah, it would. Maybe the way out of Nintendo was stop playing their goddamn game. Play the play with the girl. Yeah, with the whip. Don't get me wrong, but like play other games also. So that we're less dependent on them. We're not going to stop playing melee. Don't get me wrong. I have one final point. Please, Mikey. Devin Booker scored 51 points in three quarters I, I, tonight. I knew you were going to bring and, it up. And Monty Williams didn't put him in in the fourth quarter. 51. <laughs> he could have had 70. He could have done it again. Can <laughs> well, you imagine? I mean, I was hanging out with the boys and I had just had a feeling that he was going to go for 50. And when he was at 50, I said he might as well go for 51. <laughs> Incredible. Uh, 51 in what 31 32 minutes that's incredible and DA is cool DA's got uh, 30 and 16 uh, sorry continue Joel Embiid once got 50 16, points in 27 no minutes no one defense in the NBA anymore like incredible. NBA numbers just look stupid nowadays alright like, so we, we, like we have a segment where we talk about non-smash stuff before we get to that oh, God. 30 seconds apiece who is going to win main stage? I think it's going to be Mango. Mango's going to win. He's going to say he should be number two. And maybe he should. Maybe he, maybe he'll even say he should be number one. Uh, and we'll have to – all lives will be on the melee stats rank to figure out. Uh, everyone uh, knows that no matter what happens in main stage, 
Zay's number one. So that doesn't that doesn't stop it. people from tweeting that they're number one after they win. Could you at least lie to make the storyline better, Blur? <laughs> yeah, Blur. no, sure. Blur, who do you got? It doesn't make any sense, but who do you yeah. got? Tune in. Uh, who's gonna win main stage? I'm so Cody. Maybe Leffen, who's severely jet lagged. I'm gonna go with Mango. I just hung out with him last weekend. Of course, I'm going Mango. Mango, Mikey. Mango, Mango. Uh, I think it's Mango. All right. Edwin, you can either continue this or you can write your wrongs and finally pick Amsa. <laughs> I'm going to go with H-Box. I think it's oh, God. H- H- H-God sweep oh, time. And I don't think he's going to beat... Uh, saying stuff. I think he's going to win by like beating Mango once in Grand Finals. And that's it. Great. H-Box. Cool. Um, uh, before, we, before we go here... Here's H-Box? Yeah, I'm gonna pick Hbox, oh, okay. and I'm gonna say specifically that he wins in a really infuriating way. Like he, this is like, like he doesn't play a top five player until grand finals, and he beats Mango there. He, I like, can't Mango's believe player. after this conversation we've been having for two hours, talking about how much we love our game and how it might not survive, you're like, yeah, I hope the last event we have, it's just like Hbox destroying Mango. I never said I hope. I just said this. Is wrong? I, think, just see I think he'll. I think he'll just embarrass Mango, and then no, I think Mango's problem, gonna bro? rip his pants while he. Gets what's your problem? Gone. What's wrong with Hbox winning? It's the age god, clutch god. Edwin yeah, wants it I'm to saying. be. Edwin know. wants it to be embarrassing. He wants Mango to lose to Hbox in an embarrassing fashion. It's Two not only times? that Edwin. Edwin doesn't even say that Hbox has to win. I don't want win. things to happen. You just have a premonition. Great. Um, before we go here, we have a segment uh, where we talk about what we do outside of Smash, which is a very <laughs> funny thing. This episode, it feels so totally different. But um, can we course, skip that part? I, I got stuff to do. You can do it first. And then just, <laughs> just leave. Okay. Just, it's, I don't uh, have stuff to do. I'm just tired. It's our unnamed segment. <laughs> try to leave. I, me and Mikey have things to do, and then you called him in for an extra 30 minutes. I love Mikey too much. Blur, what have you been up to recently? <laughs> I heard that you were on a trip this weekend. Yeah, I went to Philly with Mango. We were fun. We, had a, we went to an Eagles game. It was hilarious. Did you tailgate? Uh, not really. Uh, right. We were just. That makes sense. Why I didn't get contacted to to come tailgate with you though. Yeah, no, we were totally. Yeah, no, us. Yeah, we were like we. He's got to be there. Um, go birds. Go birds. <laughs> hey, it was a good game. It was a great game. <laughs> go, go birds. We go had birds. great seats. We had a great time. We were wasted. I had some Philly cheesesteaks. I think that um, was like the the fourth most rushing yards. By a quarterback in a game ever, dude. MVP, can we MVP? just say it? Do I MVP? hear it? Any, MVP? we, we, any MVPs, Mikey? What have you been up to recently? Yeah, so Devin Booker scored 51 points tonight in three quarters against. All right, I'm gonna end the call. Bye, okay. <laughs> bye, Blur. Thank you. Blur. Um, uh, I guess I'll continue. Uh, I've been watching the uh 76ers and they've been very kind of fun to watch because all of their good players are gone uh their three best players are hurt and and Joel Embiid has since come back but they looked so bad and then started to win uh which included a a pretty embarrassing win over the uh the Brooklyn Nets <laughs> which is very fun there we go uh gotta gotta love that Edwin, um, this is this is sports corner now, and I need you to tell me something about sports. Edwin we, loves we sports. We haven't mentioned the World Cup yet. 
but fuck the World Cup. That hurts me. Uh, I hate. Yeah, I haven't followed the World Cup at all. That hurts me. I, okay, I am sorry. Bring I know up that something you. Very, yeah, I know you love Qatar. I, I will bring up something in the World I, Cup though. I love the Beyond the Summit Qatar. Okay, yeah. Okay. Up. So I'm gonna. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> so so I was gonna bring up. A, I was gonna bring up the, the Patriots or whatever, but no one cares about that. The the more uh, the more bizarre interaction that I have with another family member that I will not name over the last uh, over the last week is that uh you won't name he, your he was simultaneously very upset about like you know correctly the rise of you know homophobia and transphobia naming them specifically and uh and like uh you know like violence against lgbt people in america and stuff but at the same time in the span of a 10 minutes conversation he flipped on a dime and just started defending qatar like just super mm. super heavy he was like no like qatar like the this qatari millionaire is like very misunderstood and like people people don't understand the, the that like this law and all the stuff blah 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 like you know these you know they're saying that like the laws here are homophobic but and like, he convinced you this is what you're saying this no, is what i was just baffled I, I just oh no I, I just was baffled like literally on a dime this guy went from like giving this impassioned like speech about social justice in america all right well this isn't just like adwin this isn't Qatar. story time this is sports corner <laughs> well it was, well, it it was, was tangentially sports related yeah, yeah it's kind of related and it was it was the most insane thing. I I didn't even know what to say. It just like completely caught me off guard. I was like, I've never I've never like met a person in real life that was just like <laughs> Qatar built. All right, <laughs> we got it. Connor's Connor's messaging me. We have to end this. We we do have to go. Um, main stage okay, has sorry, to be uh, fixed. <laughs> this is what happens when when you care about the community. Is that you do a two and a half hour podcast with the blur talks for. 60% of it, uh, if not more, and uh, and then spend four hours afterwards fixing pools for an event that you have to go to the next day. Uh, anyway, thank you everyone for watching. Um, you know, you've melee stats. I, I think this is probably for people watching live. One of the first times that a lot of you have been watching. Um, we do bi-weekly podcasts about what's going on in Smash, uh, usually more focused on events itself. Obviously, this was very weird week um so we had to talk about what was going on but if you want to follow us while we're live twitch.tv slash melee stats we have episodes over on youtube the melee stats archive we also put out um f like 30 minute short uh film style youtube uh essays video essays uh, including one that is very pertinent to the situation at ham the game nintendo wishes it never made uh, if you want to hear more about Nintendo's history with the Smash community, that is a perfect example of a video that will talk to you about that. Um, so you can find those over at Melee Stats on YouTube. Melee Stats Pod on Twitter. And our website is MeleeStats.co. So you can find our uh, articles over there. If you like our merch, including this uh, flag hoodie that I'm wearing, MeleeStats.co slash shop. And you love if you just love everything we do and you want to support us patreon.com slash melee stats thank you so much to everyone who's watching especially all the first time people and uh you know thank you so much for you for being on and, and blur and aiden i guess and uh i, I <laughs> guess all i have to say is moments like these it, it really makes you think and, and i'm glad that i've devoted so much of my life to smash uh even if it might have been better if i had devoted seven years to i don't know like finance or something but uh I, i'm so happy to be here 
and uh, we will talk to you again. I, with everything that's going on, I don't know if we're coming back next week or if it's going to be the week after, but we will be back to talk to you about everything that's going on in Smash. Thank you so much for watching. Peace. See you guys.